When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, 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 everyone. Another live stream. We'll be here for about an hour. Hopefully, your English will be that much better in an hour before we get started. My name is Brent. This is American English with this guy. If you're watching live, how you doing? If you're watching on replay, welcome. And if you're watching um, on the podcast, I don't think you can watch on the podcast. If you're listening on the podcast, welcome. So Esther's here. How are you? Mega from India is here. Cecilia is here. And Linda is here. We're going to start off with uh, a question from Linda. She asked on the Discord server. If you're a channel member, you have access to the Discord server. And uh, hey, Bob's here. Bob's here from New Jersey. Welcome. Welcome. So Marco, how are you doing? So let's get right into the questions. But if you want to ask your question, Abu Baz here, how are you, man? If you want to ask your question, yeah, just leave, uh, just leave it right in the chat, right down there, right down there. Hey, and uh, if you have a friend who's also learning English, you could share the stream with them. Maybe make somebody's day maybe help them learn a little English as well. So the first question here, let me get it up on the screen if I can figure out how to do it. How are you? How are you? It is somewhere here. Oh yeah. Linda. Linda, channel member. Thank you so much. Yeah, she's asking. Should I move over here so my face isn't? She is asking... I'll just read her question. Hey, Brent, this is probably a question that has already been asked many times, but I need to be sure. Is Yankee considered offensive in some ways, or is it okay to use it in every situation? I read that within New England, definitely positive, but what about the rest? What about the rest of the country? Yankee uh, is an interesting word. It is most often used by Southerners. Okay, so people who live in the American South, states like Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, those type of states, to refer to people like me who live in the North, states like New York, New Jersey, where Bob learn Italian con li americano, where he is from, they often use it to describe northerners, Yankee. Sometimes you'll hear a swear word with it too. Damn Yankee. Damn Yankee. Now, it's probably not offensive, but it's just like every other word. It depends on how you use it. So if you're really trying to be mean and you call someone from the north a Yankee, They'll probably just look at you kind of strange because this comes from the Civil War 
like more than a hundred years ago, 150 years ago. And there was a real rivalry, a real fight between the North and the South after the civil war. Nowadays, open man, what's going on? Thanks for becoming a member, by the way. Um, the new, Oh, okay. So that right up there is a sign for a baseball team. One of the most famous baseball teams in the United States, the New York Yankees. So I think most of the time Yankee is not going to be offensive. I got a little story that goes along with Yankee. Now my wife, her name is Jamie. She's been on the channel before. Um, she is from Alabama. That's a Southern state. I am from Maine. That's a Northern state. When I went down to visit her and I, I moved down there. A lot of people, her family, even her father, her uncle would call me a Yankee. They weren't trying to be mean. They just wanted me to remember. Yeah. You're from the North. You're a little different. We still like you. So they used to call me a Yankee and fun, but is it offensive? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. But thank you for the question, Linda. So Bob says, I would never get offended. Anyways, yeah, you rarely hear it, especially if you stay in the North. But if you ever make friends with people in the South, you might hear it. At least when I met my wife 25 years ago, I would hear it all the time because I would start talking and people could hear that I was not from the South. Um, but it was only people who really knew me well. So what? There's another Brent here in the chat. Is there? Let's think there's another Brent here in the chat. How would you call him? I'd probably just say, hey, Brent, the other Brent. The other Brent, maybe we might say Brent number two. I mean, it's, it's my channel, so I would probably be Brent number one, but there might be a Brent number two. All right. I am 46 years old right now. When I was in school, a very popular name for girls was Jennifer. So a lot of people my age in the United States, they're named Jennifer, Jen, Jenny, Jennifer. So a lot of times there could be four Jennifers in the same class at my school. So we would have different nicknames for them. Maybe like Jenny one, Jenny two, Jenny three, Jenny four. They also might call them by their last name. So let's say there was a, a Jennifer Smith. They might say Jenny S. So that's probably how we would do it. That's probably how we would do it. Ababa, West Coast, Southern. So the West Coast, when I'm talking about the West Coast in the United States, those are states like California, Washington, not Washington, D.C. That's on the East Coast. That's our capital. But there is a state on the West Coast, Seattle, where Starbucks is from. That's a Western state, Oregon. And I don't think there is a big rivalry, not a big fight between the West and the South. Little rivalry between the East Coast and the West Coast. 
West Coast might be a little bit more laid back. Maybe they go to the beach a little bit more often than people from New York. When I think of New Yorkers, they wake up early. They work really hard. On the West Coast, they're still sleeping when New York wakes up. So they're three hours behind us. Um, Yankee, I don't think, Alex, I don't think there is a football team called the Yankees. I think it's just a baseball team, the New York Yankees. Some very famous baseball players played for the Yankees. Where I live, the Boston Red Sox are the most popular baseball team. And there is a big rivalry between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. Let's see here. Marco has a question. By the way, Brent, what is it called between two people with the same name? Oh, oh, I see. Uh, we don't, we don't actually have a a word like that in English. I see what you were saying. Yeah, I can't think of um, I can't think of a a term that we would use when two people have the same name. Now, I don't think it exists in English. Well, what's that? Chubby. Call you chubby. Chubby. Chubby means fat. Oh, oh. <laughs> chubby means fat. Chubby. I mean, it's a little bit nicer way, but it's still, uh, it's still not, you don't, nobody wants to be called chubby. Nobody wants to be called chubby. Looking through the chat here. Open man. Let me say officially hello and welcome to the channel. Um, I don't know if you're on the discord, but if you are a channel member, check the community tab. There's a link to the discord. Join it. We're chatting there. Almost every day, people are dropping pictures of the places they have visited. But often what happens in Discord stays in Discord. We don't, we don't talk about it too much outside of Discord. There is a place where you leave live stream questions like Linda did. But you know, there was a channel member that visited a city uh, yesterday. And she posted pictures, but... It's not, you know, it's not public. So I don't really want to share where she went or who it was, but there were beautiful pictures. I want to visit there now. I definitely want to visit there. Nathan, how are you? All right, Eduardo. Is this, I think this is a question right here. Hey, teacher Brent, I really like your videos. Thank you, Eduardo. There are some differences between they will be done uh, and it's up to you. Thanks a lot. Um, I don't know about they will be done and how it's different from it's up to you. But let me talk a little bit about it's up to you. My wife and I say this all the time. In fact, we said it last night. So there's always a question in my house about what's what's for dinner. What's for dinner? And teaching is tough work. A lot of times my wife and I will come home and we're completely exhausted. Neither one of us feel like making dinner. So she was out last night picking my daughter up and she said, what do you want for dinner? Do you want me to pick something up while I'm out? And I honestly said, it's up to you. That is telling the other person you decide. And we will go back and forth. Like, I don't care. What do you want? 
I don't care. What do you want? It's frustrating. A lot of times, easy. Just get a pizza. We'll just get a pizza. Pick up a pizza. Yeah. Not the healthiest option, but wow. What is this? What's Bob saying? Right. Only a baseball team. Yeah, yeah, I think. Thanks, Bob. I don't I don't know of uh, any other team besides the Yankees. Back in the 1990s, long time ago, there was a band actually called Damn Yankees. And uh, who was in that? Ted Nugent, I think, was in that. I think was in that. All right, Nestor, Mexico. Hope all is going well down there. I'm sure it's warmer where you are than where I am. I've never been to the USA, but I heard once that there is a specific song that people sing whenever a baseball game starts. Take me to the ball game. Is that true? Sort of, sort of. So when a baseball game starts, there will always be the national anthem played. At the beginning of the game, there is always the national anthem played. And I think God Bless America is also played. So there are two songs. They're, you know, very patriotic, we might say. If something is patriotic, it means you love the United States. So the national anthem, we call that the Star Spangled Banner. And then God Bless America. Now, Take Me Out to the Ball Game is played in the middle of the game. And I think at every stadium it is played. I know it's very famous in Chicago with the Chicago Cubs. Big city, right? Third biggest city in the United States. So big they have two baseball teams. The Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. But there is a big tradition where during the seventh inning stretch, it's called. It's, it's There are nine innings in baseball. So the seventh inning, it's towards the end of the game, uh, they will sing, take me out to the ball game, which I will not, I will not sing that. You don't want to hear me sing. It's not, it's not, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Hey, snazzy. What's going on? Let's see. Mega. Sir. What do you call such names, which can be male and also a female name? What do we call that? We might call it, um, I'm going to write it in the chat because it can be a little tricky. Uh, unisex is the, unisex is a word that we use when it can be both genders so you might see certain like the sweatshirt I'm wearing. It could be unisex, you know, men, women can wear it, you know, but in the United States, a lot of people are, you know, we're getting away from those old gender roles where the woman cooks dinner, the man works, you know, all day or whatever. So you will see more and more. Um, unisex names, unisex clothing. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty much it. Um, like my wife's name, her name is Jamie, but there are some, um, guys named Jamie. I have a good friend. His name is Jamie. Um, I also want to look that up cause I think there's another, it's not androgynous. 
Let's see. Ah, I like this better. Um, let me share this right here. So you can see right there. You might hear this also, gender neutral name. Gender neutral name. And you can also, excuse me, see that word unisex is there. But you might start hearing gender neutral. If something is neutral, it's kind of in between. Um, when you're driving a car, you can drive it forward or you can drive it backwards or you can keep it in neutral. It just means it's going to stay in the same place, neutral. So what are some, can I, can I share this? Is this being shared? Let's see what some gender neutral names are in English. There's an ad for target hundred. Ooh, Addison. Addison. Sometimes uh, you will hear that name shortened to Addy. So one of my son's best friends is named Addy. Adrian. And when I hear that, I automatically think boy, but Aiden. This sounds like it could be a boy's name too. We got Alex. Andy. That sounds like a guy's name to me, but hey, it's cool. Angel. Yeah, both... Um, I've known both boys and girls to be named Angel, Archer. That sounds like a guy's name to me. An archer is somebody who uses a, a bow and arrow. If you're into Marvel movies, that would be Hawkeye. So hope that helps, Mega. Unisex, but you might also hear gender neutral. SEO Woo is here. Hey, thanks so much for becoming a member. Radu, Radu. Oh, um, I always point to the same couple books. So the question is, hello, teacher. Could you please specify the name of your favorite book if you have one? Yeah, we've talked about this um, on a recent live stream about all the books we like. I know Cecilia was talking about some books that she likes. Um, I'm a big Stephen King fan. Stephen King. He is from the same state that I am from. He's from the next town over. He grew up about 10 miles away from where I grew up. He's, he's about 30 years older than I am, but um, I'm a really big fan of a book called The Green Mile. And there's also a movie called The Green Mile. I also love a book called The Long Walk by Stephen King. But I also love another book called The Hate You Give. I can probably put this. And I think there are some links um, in the description to Amazon if you would like to order some of my favorite books. But The Hate You Give. Just a great book. Um, let's see if I can bring this up here. Yeah, I think I can share this. Boom. There it is. That's what it looks like. The Hate You Give. It was made into a movie. And um, this is probably at a B2, I would say, a B2. So hope that helps. Yeah, I love reading. I've mostly been reading in Italian, though, lately. Really easy books in Italian. I don't have any near me. But um, when I'm teaching school and I have a little bit of a break, I do have some short stories that I've been reading in Italian. 
All right, lots of names here that are gender neutral. Oh, Essie Wu says her name is unisex as well. Anyway, Jordan. I have a, a niece who is named Jordan. Pat, Chris. There's a funny, um, well, Bob will know, Pat, probably Saturday, Saturday Night Live skit. Totally American thing. You can probably look it up on YouTube, but there was a person named Pat on this show and nobody could tell if she was a woman or if he was a man. So, but that was from the 1990s. I don't think they will be doing an updated version of Pat. Ah, Radu. Yes, The Green Mile. Yeah, great movie. Great book. Great book. Hello. I am doing well today. Hey, one thing I want to talk about is why I can do this live stream right now. I'm not at work. I'm not at school. I'm not teaching in my classroom right now. Normally, I would be. It is, yeah, it's 9.25 where I'm from. 9.25. So um, it is Veterans Day here in the United States. And what that means is we take a day to recognize or to remember all of those people who have served in the army or the Navy. And we use that verb served. So they've served in the military or they've served in the armed forces, armed forces. So the armed forces, army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, basically anybody who has been willing to give up their life for their country, we recognize them today. We remember them today. There are often parades um, where veterans will walk and people can applaud them and recognize what a great job they did. If you go to McDonald's today, McDonald's might have a discount for their food for veterans. So maybe instead of paying a dollar for uh, a sandwich, a hamburger, they might get 25% off. They might get 30% off. So they only have to pay 75 cents for a hamburger. Can you get a hamburger for a dollar anymore? I'm not sure. I just wanted to use that number because it was easy for me to do the math. I'm not a math teacher. I'm an English teacher. So looking through the chat, just seeing who is here. Hey, yes. So Ollie Richards, it is. I, I will read Ollie Richards short stories. I have about four or five of his books. So I have the, the short stories for beginners, uh, the short stories for the intermediate, which I'm still struggling with, but I can kind of get through them. And then he has a few other like 30 day books that I use. And if anybody, there, there are also links down in the description for Ollie Richards books in English. I think they're really helpful. Each book probably has 10 stories and I have reread some of those stories, when you read it again, I have reread some of those stories um, probably 10 or 15 times 
it's in my it's in my school bag, which is upstairs. I thought it might have been here, and the book is falling apart. It's falling apart. I read the beginner one so many times, so many times. Oh, you do. Abuba speaks a little bit about Italy. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I know that there are some um, other countries in the world that speak Italian besides Italy. So if you go to Switzerland, you might hear a little Italian. If you go to Albania, you might hear a little Italian. And if you go to Somalia, you might hear a little Italian there too. Oh, is that is that true? Mega, is that the American version of your name, Megan? It could be. I have a couple friends named Megan. Constantine, how are you? Hey, thank you for being a channel member. I do appreciate it. Hey, a little bit late. That's okay. We, we just started. Yeah, feel free to leave those questions down in the chat. All right. Italo, how are you? I believe Italo. I was going to say Italo is from Brazil. I remember that. I remember that. Hello, Brent. I hardly enjoyed the barbershop video. Make more like this. Real situations. Yes. So I have a couple, a couple field trips I've planned. Um, but be careful, Italo. When you say I hardly enjoyed it, that means you didn't like it. I hardly enjoyed it. Yeah, if you go to a movie like, eh, I hardly enjoyed it. It means you don't, you didn't like it. You didn't like it. So be careful. Um, you could say, I heartily enjoyed it. Not many people will say that, but if you, if you heartily enjoy something, it means you really like it. So you might have a meal that you heartily enjoyed. There's a book over here. What's this book? I don't know if I've been reading this. What do you know? There's a book over here. It is a Stephen King book, The Outsider. I've, I'm about halfway through. So this is the English book I'm reading, The Outsider. It's one of uh, Stephen King's newer books. Italo, look at this. I've been reading a little bit of uh, beginner Portuguese. Portuguese. Portuguese is, when you look at it, it's a lot like... Italian. I can understand some things when I'm reading it, but when I hear people speak it, I'm like, wait, what? What? Hola, hola, Jenks. There's a lot of the, I don't know, the nasal, the nasal that uh, I, I will one day, I think, learn Portuguese, but whoo, it's a tough one. Educational fans. Hey, fans of education, love to hear that. Please explain the meaning of sincure. Sincure. I don't know that word. Sincure. Let's see. We can look it up though, I bet. S-I-N-E. Usually what I say is if I don't know the word, if I don't know the word, I wouldn't worry about it. You know, because I've been speaking English for over 40 years. And if I've never seen that word, you know, you might not want to use it because a lot of English 
English um, speakers will probably say, what, what are you talking about? I don't know. Um, I, I found it here. Um, how do we say it? I think I can even like pull this up. But Sinecure. I didn't hear it. Sinecure. Yeah, maybe something wrong with my um, speakers. I can't hear it. Maybe you did, but yeah, I wouldn't worry too. It looks like it's something about a job in an office, I guess. Um, I don't know. There's the definition, but I would not put that at the top of my list for words I needed to know to speak English, unless you're very, very advanced. But yeah, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry too much about that word. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ariel could be, could be unisex, could be gender neutral. All right. Let's see. Okay. Radu. Hey, this is a, um, I know I mentioned hamburgers earlier. I know there are some people in the chat who do not eat beef. So uh, I do apologize. I won't, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I never eat beef on camera. Never do that. Just out of respect to people around the world who don't eat beef. I also will not eat pork. So, and so far I have not consumed alcohol on camera out of respect for all of those who don't. I stick to eggs mostly, sometimes chicken. Apologize to the vet, uh, vegetarians, but I apologize to the vegetarians. Vegetarians in English, people who don't eat meat. Veterinarians, which I almost said, veterinarians are doctors for animals. So veterinarians, vegetarians. Sound very close, don't they? Teacher, where do you buy hamburgers from when you want to eat? I heard that Five Guys is okay. In my opinion, Five Guys, more than okay. Five Guys, when we're talking fast food, Five Guys, you can get your food in probably five or 10 minutes. So it's not quite fast food like McDonald's, but it doesn't take a whole lot more time than that. If you ever come to the United States and you're on the East Coast, Five Guys, I think, is the best. If you're on the West Coast, I've heard In-N-Out Burger is good, but I've never had it. I've never had it. Never had it. Yeah, it could be. I really enjoyed. Yeah, if you really enjoy something and you like it a lot, you know what? I really enjoy. I really enjoy Five Guys. I really do. I really wish there was a Five Guys in my town, but there isn't. I have to travel about 30 miles to get Five Guys. But Linda, I'm not sure if Linda is in here, but my buddy, my Italian buddy, Aroni, um, he's going to be visiting next year. Now that the United States is open for travel, he will be visiting and we are going to one of the best Italian restaurants in the United States, a little place called Olive Garden. Have you heard about Olive Garden? They freeze all of their food and then they warm it up in a microwave. Some of the best Italian food you will ever have. Of course, I'm kidding. Of course, I'm kidding. But I think, I think we do need to visit the Olive Garden because it is not real Italian food. It's a joke compared to real Italian food. 
authentically made Italian food, like real. If something is authentic, it is real. Olive Garden's not. Olive Garden's not. Sam the Taiwanese, what's up? How are you, my friend? Long time no see. Hey, Nightbot, chill. Chill, Nightbot. Chill. Relax. Come on, man. All right, Constantine. In Russia, it is mandatory to serve in military forces. I served two years, but it was a long time ago. Well, I'm not Russian, but I do thank you for your service. So in the United States, if you see a veteran, you can always say, hey, thank you for your service. And I know in Russia, I think it's in the spring, they have a big celebration for Russia and for anyone who served in the military. Yeah, I watch, um, his name is Roman. He's a Russian YouTuber. Um, he's just moved to St. Petersburg, by the way. He used to live in Chelebens. Chelebens. I heard that's a real nice town in, the, in Russia. A uh, lot of pollution in Chelebens. But um, he didn't serve in the military. I can't remember how he got out of serving, but I don't think he served. Um, I do know that in Finland and Denmark, there's also mandatory service. So if something is mandatory, you have to do it. But Constantine, thank you for your service. Gloria, how are you? Hey, Brent, love practicing English with you. Thank you so much. I enjoy when you're walking around places. We practice English and we see beautiful places. Yeah, I I like that too. I like getting out. It's better than just in one room, you know, talking about English. I think this is great because it's live and then you can ask me questions. But if I am making a, an English lesson, I do like to be outside. Definitely right now. There are still a few leaves on the trees. You might have seen that in the last lesson. When I talked about English phrasal verbs with food, it was a beautiful day. The sky was so blue, but uh, pretty soon it's going to be cold and wintry around here. I don't think Luke is in the chat. My friend from Poland, we both hate, we both hate winter. We both hate winter. Please put in the chat. Are you team winter or are you team summer? I believe Cecilia is in the chat. She is team summer. I don't think Maria is here from Argentina, but I believe they both love summer. No, they love winter. They love winter. And they're, they're, they're gearing up for summer, gearing up, getting ready. So if you could in the chat, are you team spring? Team a lot of times when we say team means what side do you support? Which side do you like better? What do you like better? Team summer, team spring. I am team summer all the way. Love summer. Luke loves summer. Cecilia, <laughs> she, oh, I didn't know. Sorry, Cecilia. I thought you and Maria felt the same way. She says definitely team summer. All right. Team Summer. 
another one for the good guys. Nah, hate winter. But hey, I, I support you if you like winter. A lot of my friends like winter, which is why they live in the uh, the cold state of Maine. Yeah, no, no, Olive Garden, come on, right? Bob knows what we're talking about here. What is that? Oh, man, Bob the Canadian was in the chat. I think he's working today. Uh, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not, but I think he said bye, so he's probably gone, but thanks for stopping by. Um, but they, I think in Canada, they also observe Veterans Day. And, and I was in Canada two years ago. They call it something different. I can't remember what they call it. And they will always wear poppies on their clothing. A lot of Canadians will at least, not all, but a lot to remember those who have served. I'm sorry. I wish, I wish I saw when Bob the Canadian was here, not Bob the Italian, Bob the Canadian. Bob the Canadian, he's here. He was here. See you, Bob. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> he is at work. Okay. He is at work. Sorry, man. So he pro- a lot of teachers have what's called a planning period. So tomorrow during Bob the Canadian's live stream, I have a, about 15 minutes of a planning period. And what a planning period is, is when you don't have students but you get to plan your lessons. You get to um, develop the lessons. So that's probably what, oh gosh, oh gosh. Okay. Sam the Italian, uh, Sam the Taiwanese, Sam the Taiwanese. Hey boy. Hey, thanks, Bob. Yeah, Bob, um, the Italian, um, he's an American, but he lives in New Jersey. And he's never heard that word either. So yeah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Nakim, how are you? All right. Metaverse. Uh, I, I do have my Bitcoin. <laughs> I have my Bitcoin uh, sweatshirt on. Um, what Sam is asking about is the, the metaverse. And in English, what we call the metaverse is a, a world in which you can visit that is almost like the real world. There might be buildings in the real world, uh, in the metaverse. So the metaverse is not real, but you might go to business meetings in the metaverse. There might be houses that you can buy in the metaverse. I think it's true. A lot of gaming, if you play video games, you might be playing in the metaverse. So you can get um, maybe a sword and maybe it's a rare sword. And if you play this game long enough, you might get this sword and then you could turn around and sell it to somebody for money. It's, it's crazy. I, Sam, I think it's going to happen too. You know, one day we might all be wearing goggles on our eyes to visit the metaverse, but I think it's, I think it's going to happen. I agree. I agree. Um, Cecilia, Stephen King. Stephen King's the best. The best. Abu Ba, I'm sick and tired of these expressions. You scared the hell out of me. You scared the crap out of me. You scared the bejesus out of me. Hey, we use these. It is possible you might hear all of them. Those are good expressions. Um, I'm sorry that you're sick and tired of them. 
but uh, hopefully you're not getting scared too much, Abu Ba. But you will hear native English speakers say that all the time. Be careful. Um, hell is like, it's a swear word, but it's, it's really mild. It's really mild. You could probably almost say that to your grandmother in the United States. She won't get mad. And it's like, eh. it's not as bad as some of them. Um, oh, no. Oh, hey, Mega, you weren't spamming. I don't know what Nightbot's problem is half the time. Don't know what Nightbot's problem is. All right, let me get down into the chat so I don't miss anything. I probably have missed something. Gloria, Mexico is in the house. What's going on? Uh, Yeah, Olive Garden is not good. It's expensive. Oh, Gloria, you lived in Argentina? I would love to visit Argentina. I would love to visit Bonus Iris. That's that's what, how we say it in English. And I know Maria and Cecilia can say it much better than I can, but we say Bonus Iris. Team Summer. Team Summer is in the house. Okay. I'm not sure. Have I mentioned this? I am a big James Bond fan. Big James Bond fan. I was actually watching Dr. No a little bit last night when I got home. The very first James Bond movie. I have not had time to go to the movie theater, though, to see James Bond. There are quite a few movies that I would like to see, and I just haven't been able to get to the movies. I've been too busy with school and YouTube, but maybe, maybe one day, maybe one day. Team Winter. Yeah, yeah, it's true, right? Living in Maine, we have winter almost six months a year. So yesterday, and I just know Fahrenheit, but it was 60 degrees Fahrenheit. I would consider that warm for November. That was really nice. So maybe November isn't a winter month, but... A couple years ago, we had a foot of snow for Halloween, which is October 31st. So we can sometimes get really heavy snow in November. This November has been warm. And remember, we use feet and inches here, and we use Fahrenheit. Americans have to be different. I know the rest of the world uses Celsius and meters we have to be different i'm sorry i'm sorry freddie wolf from france is here what's going on i hate winter good man good man yeah i made a video lesson last year about the night before it started to snow yeah i can't remember the name of that but freddie is feeling like i was feeling last year at this time it's it's only a matter of time Winter is coming. Winter is coming. Mm. But then we'll have spring. The flowers will come back. The leaves will come back on the trees. Today, I will be doing more yard work. Team summer. That's what I'm talking about. Team summer. And I know it can get cold 
in many, many parts of Russia. So I think if you live in a place where it's cold six months out of the year, like Abu Ba said, you're probably going to be team summer. Summer, summer, so beautiful. Go to the beach, go swimming. Lucian from Romania. We get, we get, get a lot of winter there too, right, Lucian? A lot of winter. Oh, team summer. All right. There's a lot. Hey, if you're team winter, I respect it. I just, I like team summer better. I just like team summer. All right. Constantine, what do you think? What do you think? Oh, yeah. Um, what do you think about Stephen King's new book? Now, in English, we call it um, The Outsider. And this came out, I think, two years ago. It's okay. It's okay. It started off or it began really good. I thought, this is amazing. Now that I am halfway through, you can see my bookmark. Now that I'm halfway through, it's falling off for me. If something is falling off, it's getting worse. It's not as good as it once was. So I don't know. I might keep reading or I might give up on it. I might not. I might not finish it. I might just give up. I don't know. Life is too short to read boring books. Life is too short. Read the exciting ones. Oh, where is that? Cordoba. Cordoba. Well, welcome. Welcome. What? You had a half day on Saturday? See, in the United States, we very rarely go to school on Saturday. I can't say we never go to school on Saturday. One year, because we had so many snow days. If we have a snow day, that means it was snowing too much for us to go to school and we make it up in the summer. So they will just take that day. Let's say January 13th, there was a lot of snow. We won't go to school that day. And then we'll just go to school on June 10th. Maybe we were supposed to get out for the summer on June 9th. They will just add a day at the end of the school year. One year, there were so many snow days, we made a couple of them up on Saturdays in May, just because we wouldn't be getting out until July. That was a lot of snow that year. A lot of snow that year. All right. So, Brent, we know that you like Italy. If So if one day you decide to live in Italy, which Italian city would you choose for living? That's a great question. My wife and I have talked about um, visiting Italy for the summers when we're older. It would be nice. I would like to never buy a house in Italy, but rent houses for the summer in many different cities. So I would have to, I would have to visit Milan, which is how we say it in English, Milan. But of course, Venice. I mean, come on, beautiful. There are so many beautiful um, towns in Italy. But I would also like to live in the summer in like Poland. Spend a summer in Poland or a summer in Russia if that's possible. St. Petersburg looks beautiful. Brazil and Argentina, 
I might have to wait until I retire because teachers in the United States don't work in the summer here. Unfortunately, it's the winter in Brazil and Argentina when it's summer up here. So I would like to do that, spend a summer in many different places. Yeah, many different places. Thanks for the question. Linda says, it's also 60 degrees Fahrenheit in Italy. Oh, use Fahrenheit. <laughs> um, sometimes um, for the channel members and Discord, we often post our weather and mine right mine right now is actually in celsius yeah mine right now is actually in celsius too it is four degrees celsius here all right team spring team spring now i think if you live in a place that gets a lot of snow like romania poland russia spring is just a whole lot of mud a whole lot of mud the snow will melt so it gets everything wet spring is not a good time here in maine in the northern part of the united states where i lived in alabama it was one of the best times i would be team spring if i lived in alabama spring is beautiful it's just not so great here all right radu is wondering is there a lot of pollution where you reside. So where I live, there isn't a whole lot of pollution, but I am working on an English lesson all about pollution. So I want to do a lesson where I teach a lot of the terms we use with pollution. So uh, luckily, not too much. We have a lot of fresh air here or it seems like it's fresh air. The rivers are being cleaned up. In the 1970s, the rivers in Maine were so dirty, you couldn't swim in them. Now, 50 years later, they are getting better. But some of the rivers, people will say, only eat one or two fish from the river each year because it is a little polluted. Some people will swim in those rivers, but not everyone feels comfortable swimming in those rivers. So a little bit of pollution, but uh, not too bad. Gloria, team summer, team summer. Uh, Lucian, I think I just saw a question from you. Can I find it again? Something about that. Oh, how about this one? Lucian, hello, Brent. I have one question. Let's say a native speaker sees for the first time a new word containing a silent letter, knock, for example. How would they know the K should not be pronounced? They probably won't. We often mispronounce names quite a bit, but what I do, and if I'm a big reader, so I'm always finding new English words, and a lot of times what I will do is I will simply look up the word. And a lot of times if I go to, and I don't think we'll be able to hear it, but if I go to an online dictionary like Merriam-Webster, Merriam-Webster, you can look there 
and there's usually a little pronunciation, little speaker button. Knock. And I didn't, I didn't hear that. Did you hear that? Knock. Maybe, maybe you heard that, but, um, I love dictionaries like that. I believe there's another one. Fargo. Yeah. Look this up just in case there's anything bad on here, but I think it's Farvo where Forvo, Forvo. All right. Not a sponsor, but this can really help you. I think with your English, some, I use it for Italian all the time. Forvo it's called, I think it's just Forvo.com, but you can look up words and native speakers will pronounce them. So people have recorded these. Let's see. What's a tough word? What's a tough word to say? I believe they have it for English too. You may have to sign up, but yeah, I, again, I'm not sure if you will be able to hear these, but you can look and you know, you have American, but this per Kiwi, this person is from New Zealand. So knockout, knockout. Oh, knockout. It's knockout. So he said, knockout, knockout. Yeah, but where's Canadian? Uh, if you watch Bob, the Canadians channel or this channel, you know, we speak in a very similar way. So knockout, knockout. They do say out a little bit differently though. Out, out, but knockout. That's an American person. I'm hoping that you can hear that, but that is Forvo. All right, let me, let me get that Forvo and it can really help you with your English Forvo Forvo. Yeah. Check that out. Check that out. That might help. Certainly helps me. Certainly helps me. What's that? You can catch a cold. You can catch a cold. You can catch a cold. Are these the same expression? It's up to you and the ball is in your court. Yes. You can use those the same way, but with my wife, with someone I know very well. And as long as it's not a really big decision up to you probably works better, but the ball is in your court. It might be when, um, the stakes are a little higher when the decision is a little more important, but yeah, they're, they're pretty much the same. Ah, I was working at a Chinese restaurant in Spanish Fort, Alabama. Back in 2014. No, I have not been to Spanish Fort that I know of, but I have seen signs for it. I have seen signs for it. Is it on the coast? Is it is it on the in the Gulf of Mexico? If 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 it's near Orange Beach, I might have been to Spanish Fort. If it's down near Mobile, which I think it is, we you know what we we could always look uh where, but maybe a lot of people don't care. Spanish Fort, Alabama. That is, it's a, yeah, I think I have actually been to Spanish Fort. So let me share the screen with you. Can I do it? Yeah. So the town that I mentioned, Mobile, it is actually right down on the Gulf of Mexico. So yeah, very close. See, that's the Gulf of Mexico there. 
So I've been to Gulf Shores. I've been to Foley, a really good restaurant in Foley called Lambert's. So I, I have been to Spanish Fort. Yeah, because it looks like you have to go from Mobile and cross the bridge. So yeah. Pensacola, Florida. I have flown into Pensacola because my wife's family lives or they used to live in Alabama and it was it was a small town near Mobile. I can't find it and I and I can't remember what it was called. But it's a very nice area down there. Yeah, that's awesome. I hope you liked it down there. Hope the people treated you nicely there. All right, let's look for some more questions here. Oh, hmm. Maybe that town that um, was mentioned was a Spanish town. Let's see here. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I don't know if, okay. The question is, I watched your video at the hairdresser. So do you think you'll go back to the hairdresser regularly? I don't know. It's a little bit expensive and I can cut my own hair. It won't look as good, but I can save money. But that, that English lesson did pretty well for my channel. My channel's pretty small still, but I think it had like 1400 views on it which tells me I should probably go back. And I'm sorry, there's about three minutes of the video where the audio doesn't match up to the picture. The audio doesn't match up to the video. I'm sorry about that. But it was true English listening comprehension. You had two people talking. You had another English conversation going on right to the side of us. And you also, as I hit the microphone, and you also had a TV in the background. So if you could understand what we were saying, your English is a really high level, okay? It's at a really high level. Because as I was watching some of that back, I thought, ooh, this is challenging. This is challenging. So, but I will, I will do another, I'll do another video at the hairdresser, or I might do one at a barbershop. They're a little bit different. Barbershop, usually a little cheaper. That is true. Mega. When you cram for something, it means you study hard. Like maybe you have a, a quiz tomorrow and you need to cram for it. You might pull an all-nighter. So you might stay up all night cramming for that quiz. As a teacher, I should say that is not a good way to study. James, what's going on? One of my students in real life. What's going on, man? Hope you're doing well. I'm a big fan of James. Welcome. Yeah, cramming. So as a teacher, I would say the best way to study is a little each time, no more than 20 minutes at a time. Your brain remembers what you study at the beginning of a session, and it remembers what you study at the end of a session. Now, if you're really passionate 
about English. And I know a lot of people love the English language in here. If you love it, you might be able to study all day. But when you're cramming, that means you're under pressure and you're trying really hard to squeeze in a lot of study time. Probably not the best, but you do you, as we say in English, you know, you be your own person, you know yourself best, study the way you think is best for you. See, just going through the chat here, trying to read what everyone is saying. Hmm. See a lot. See a lot of. See a lot of talking between uh, people. I don't see too many questions, but I'm glad that. Uh, let me skip down to the bottom of the chat here. Okay. Let's talk about um, cramming again. Um, let's, because you can use it another way, but it often does mean squeezed in that English phrasal verb squeezed in. Let's say you're going to work and you have to take the train and it's really busy. You might say there are a lot of people crammed in here. So really tight space. Let's say you're going on a trip. Maybe you're going to Italy. Maybe you're going to the United States. Maybe you're going to New York City and you want to fit in a lot of clothes to wear. You need a lot of clothes for the week that you'll be spending in New York. You might try to cram all of those clothes into your suitcase. Clothes. That's a hard word to say, isn't it? Clothes. Clothes. <laughs> Thanks, Linda. So kind. So kind. You do you. Is that is that from Law and Order? You heard that? Hey, you do you. It just means be your own person. Yeah, whatever. Have fun. Um, Radu, you barely pronounce the word the R in world. It's pretty difficult for a non-native English speaker to pronounce. All right, um, I can use it in a sentence. I would like to visit every country in the world one day world world one of my favorite youtubers his name is indigo traveler he is in yemen right now yemen i would love to visit one day when it's not so dangerous a couple of weeks ago i put up a poll in the community tab and it asked would you like to visit every country in the world and there were some comments that said no some of the countries are too dangerous. And I agree. I would love to visit Yemen. It's just not safe right now. Hopefully in 10 years, it will be safe. But that is my dream one day to visit every country. But I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know. All right. Oh, Sam. Sam has to leave. I'm probably seeing this way too late, but... Have a good one, Sam, if you watch on replay. Yeah, it's a bit dodgy. That would definitely be a British term. Um, but yeah, Yemen in 2021, yeah, I would not visit. I would not visit. Um, Indigo Traveler. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, he's great, though. He will visit um, 
kind of places that are a little dangerous. Um, and yeah, he does a great job, but Yemen does not, uh, does not appeal to me right now. It does not appeal to me in the future. Hopefully. Yeah, I can understand Raphael. It, it was tough. I think even native English speakers, excuse me, would have a hard time understanding everything. They might get the gist. They might get the gist of what we were saying. And um, you're talking about the gist. It's like the overall picture, the main idea, the gist of it. But yeah, it's, it's pretty tough. Pretty tough. Let's see. I don't know. Um, what do you think of the English YouTuber Geraldo? Which country do you like most that he's visited on his channel? I haven't seen it. Oh, oh, excuse me. Gongo. <laughs> okay, I know. Um, yeah, that's Harold Balder, right? He sometimes calls himself Geraldo, right? Um, that's a good question. I don't, what If you watch um, Harold Balder, he's one of my favorites. He's one of my favorites. He And... I got the hair cutting video from him. I love watching the hair cutting videos. Um, I would probably say the ones that he has done in Thailand, which is pretty cool because he does speak some Thai or Vietnam, I think. But um, Sri Lanka too. I really like the ones that I like almost all of them. This summer, he did some in the United States. Um, in the spring, he did some in Mexico. Really makes me want to visit Mexico. There was a question if I've ever been to Mexico, and my answer is not yet. One day, I hope to. Not yet, though. Yeah, Gongo. I'm glad you. I'm glad you. Yeah, Nakin. If you could put in, uh, where's your favorite place? Where's your favorite place? Radu, Radu. Have I ever tried Indian food? Yes, I have. I try to have Indian food maybe once or twice a month. One of the best restaurants near my town is a place called Mother India. I've shown it on a couple of my lessons. Oh, the tikka masala there. Two thumbs up. Beautiful. Beautiful. Chef Cat became a new member. No, that's not true. But uh, Chef Cat from Turkey has been a member for uh, quite a while, but maybe he's just uh, re-upping. Maybe he's uh, getting back into it. So even though you're not a new member, let me give you one of these. New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the Discord, the members chat, and the bonus videos. Yeah, Chef Cat. Thanks. Not a new member, but... Glad you're back. If you were ever gone, I don't know if you're ever gone. All right. The question here is, could you please explain, uh, consider how to use it? Yeah, sure. So when you consider some, something you think about it. Hmm. So you might consider having pizza for dinner tonight. You might consider getting married. So it's anything that you have to think about for a little while. So it could be a really big decision like getting married or switching jobs, or it could be just what you're having for dinner tonight.
Yeah. Uh, would you consider having pizza? Hmm. Yeah, I would consider having pizza. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have pizza tonight, I think. Uh, would you ever consider switching professions? No. So to think about. Yeah. Would you would you consider explaining that statement, please? Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Thanks, Bob. Okay. Um, do I like extremely spicy food? No. And I've watched enough Harold Balder videos. He has some great ones in India, by the way, too, with Bald and Bankrupt. Um, and I've heard that in India, the food is really, really spicy. So I don't like really spicy food. I like mildly spicy food. Just a, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Is that it? Chef Cat? I don't know, but I encourage you, members... I, t- I turned it on. So if you want to put a question in highlighted, or if you just want to say hi as a member, like Chef Cat did in the, the green, um, you can do that. You can do that too. So drop that in the chat if you would like, and I will highlight it. Yeah. Hey, having a hard time learning phrasal verbs. Can you share some tips? Yeah. I did so many videos so many videos. I started the channel last year. It'll be two years in January. And I've done maybe 30, 40 videos on phrasal verbs. And I could do 30, 40 more. Phrasal verbs are very tough. Think about it. Blow. You got that verb. Oh, I I know what blow means. (laughs) Blow. I got that. I know what it means. But then a speaker will say, oh, you know what? Um, the price of lettuce in the store is blowing up, blowing up. How how does, how does blowing and lettuce have anything to do with it? Right. Blowing up. It could mean that the price is getting a lot more expensive. Yeah. It's blowing up. So my best tip for learning English phrasal verbs is listen, listen, listen. So reading as well. But if you're listening to native English speakers speak, we very rarely will use a phrasal verb the wrong way. Lots of listening, lots of reading. I don't suggest you memorize English phrasal verbs. There are just too many of them, but it might be helpful today. I've been working on it. I'm going to, uh, here's some of my notes. I'm going to do a, um, I'm going to do a lesson on the word brush. And you might think like brush. Well, I know that, you know, you can, you can brush your hair, but let's see, I'll show you how I take my notes. Um, see if I can pull this up here. So I have a, a whole, a whole list of types of brushes So nouns where we use the word brush, but I also have a lot of phrasal verbs. Like, can you say that brush up, brush on, brush out, brush over. And I have uh, a brush aside, brush shoulders, brush with the law. Um, So I'm going to start doing that on the channel where I take a very difficult word in English, take, bring, brush. 
and I'm going to talk about all the phrasal verbs, all the ways we use it as an adjective, all of the sayings we have it, have with it. Hey, Sita's here. What's going on? Hope everything is uh, going well in Brazil. Um, yeah, so I think it's it's tough. Phrasal verbs are difficult, but I think most YouTube teachers will do videos on phrasal verbs. So that might be a good place to start. But listening to native English speakers speak, I think is another good way too. So good question, tough question here. Abuba, have I ever read the Quran? Um, yeah, I have. I took a class in college, uh, a religion class, where we looked at the three major Western religions. So Judaism, Christianity, Islam, and we compared the texts, the religious texts of those uh, religions, you know, the Torah, the Bible, the Quran. Fascinating class. Fascinating class. Oh, yeah. So Chefket is renewing. Hey, glad to see you back, man. Glad to see you back. Yeah. I wish um, I wish I could uh, give you a really good quick tip on phrasal verbs, but it's a, it's a big, big topic big topic. Sita, I simply love your phrasal verb videos. Thank you. I had a lot of fun doing the last one at the river, visiting the powder house, wolf down, pig out. So many of them. So many of them. Hey, Amina's here. Welcome. Welcome. I hope everything is going well in Canada. Yeah, Radu, the, the pro... I also believe phrasal verbs are quite difficult for non-native speakers. Yeah, the problem is, is that native speakers use them all the time. We don't even realize how difficult they are. And do you know how we learned them? We didn't study them. We just heard other speakers using them. And that's how we learned them. But you think about a little baby listening to their parents maybe their older brothers and sisters using those phrasal verbs. They just pick up on them. Another English phrasal verb. They just learn them. They just pick up on them because they're hearing it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Well, not when they sleep, but they hear it so, so much. So I encourage you, you know, watch English teachers on YouTube. I have a lot of them. Bob the Canadian has a lot of them. I speak English with Vanessa. We did a little collab a couple weeks ago. Um, English Arts Academy. Check her out. Um, Karis at English Arts Academy. She just had a baby, by the way. So I don't think she watches this channel regularly, but a big shout out to Karis at English Arts Academy because she just had a baby. Chevcat is at the office right now. Hey, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, let's see. Looking for more. Oh, look at this. Manuel. Hey, thank you for becoming a channel member. Alabama must give an award to Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. Yeah, Forrest Gump went to the University of Alabama, just like I did. When we say roll tide. Oh, Zanzibar. Nakim is talking about uh, Harold Balder when he went to Zanzibar. 
I'm a big fan of that one too. Do you remember when he bought that bike and rode the bike across Zanzibar? I probably have watched that three or four times somewhere around there. I also encourage you to watch my videos a couple times. I think it will help. I also have the podcast that if you, most of the lessons are on the podcast, you can just put those in your pocket, listen to them on your walk, listen to them while you're doing dishes. I think it's a really good um, way to learn English is just listen to someone who speaks clearly. I just put up on the podcast 11 hours of lessons. So you can push play on that episode and you will hear English for 11 hours, you know, maybe while you're sleeping. I honestly don't know how much you learn when you're actually asleep. Some people think you can learn. I'm not so sure about that. But as you're drifting off to sleep, another English phrasal verb, you know that part of the night where you lay in bed and you're getting sleepier and sleepier and then finally you go to sleep? Well, that part where you get sleepier and sleepier, we say you're drifting off to sleep. Another English phrasal verb. Lena, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Sunshine, Armenia is in the house. Welcome. All right, Anywat. Hey, thank you so much for becoming a member. For being a member, you've been a member for a while. Um, yes, marijuana is legal in the United States. Sorry, in Maine. Yeah, the question is: Is marijuana legal in Maine right now? The answer is yes. I've actually never smoked weed. I've never smoked marijuana, but what I want to do is visit a dispensary. And that is what we call it, where you can actually get marijuana or weed or pot, or there are so many slang terms for marijuana. I've asked a few and they've all said, no, I think I've asked three, but in the town that I live in, there are probably 25 dispensaries. So I just need one to say yes, but I do want to do an English lesson in that, uh, in that place, uh, a weed dispensary or a marijuana dispensary. Yeah. I've never done it. I don't plan on doing it, but there are a lot of people that do and they, they say, yes, yeah, I'm, I'm more relaxed, but oh, I mean, I had to go. So if you watch this on the, the replay, see you later. And one, I hope you're doing well. It's a pleasure to help. I, uh, I have fun doing it. Abuba, what is the difference between affect and effect? Now, most of the time when you hear a native English speaker say those two words, they'll sound the same. Affect, affect. They sound the same. The one with the verb, I'm sorry, the one with the A is always a verb. Okay. The one with an E is always a noun. So what is the effect of alcohol on your brain? What is the effect? Okay. So you'll almost always hear the effect or the effect. 
the effect. The one with the A, um, you might say, when you drink alcohol, it affects your brain. Okay. Very tough, very tough. But just know that the A is the verb, the E is a noun. Whew. Tough ones there. And they mean very, very, something very close. All right. Hey, Patty Candles here from France. How are you? How are you? All right. Fafa, please introduce an easy English book to read. I am a huge fan. Let me pull up these. I have read almost all of them. They are very popular. When my son was young, and it is called Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And the great thing about Diary of a Wimpy Kid books is that they are pretty easy and they have pictures. And they do have pictures. So that is a great series to read. Uh, in the description below, if you look at all of the Amazon links, there is a link to Ollie Richards' books. And he has one for beginners. It says A1, A2. I think it's probably more A2. Maybe even B1. It might be, it might say A2, B1 on them, actually, for the beginner. So you can check out those books. Let me see if I can show you what they look like. Um, he has them for a lot of languages. So I also like these. I have them for Spanish. That's no, sorry, not Spanish. I have them for, um, actually, I think I do. I actually do. I have, they were $2 a piece. So I got them for Spanish, Russian, Italian, definitely, um, French. But yeah, Ollie Richards has a bunch. I could probably pull it up on my Kindle here. Probably take too long, but. I promise I do have a bunch of them. They were, like I said, $2 a piece. How could I go wrong? I had to pick them up. So notice I just used another English phrasal verb there. I had to pick them up. It means to buy. Hey, I'm going to the store. Could you pick me up some grapes? Sure. So we use pick me up like that. Oh man. You know how else we use pick me up? This morning I was really tired. I needed some caffeine. So for a, a little pick-me-up, I drank some Mountain Dew. This Mountain Dew has been downstairs where I filmed these videos for probably a month. Yeah, there's no more there's no more carbonation here. Yeah, look, I, I twisted off. It's completely flat. So when the soda has lost its bubbles, we say it's flat. Or it's lost its carbonation. We'll say the soda is flat. All right. This has been fun. I must go. I have some yard work to do. I want to thank you all for stopping by. Amina, if you're still here. Abuba. So many people. Sunshine, thank you so much. Cecilia, thank you so much. Before we go, though, Radu. Yes, I remember Don Jr. in The Goat. 
Yeah. Oh, I love it. I forgot. He visited South America quite a bit too. Bolivia, I think he went to. And he just he was just in Brazil. And uh, Sita and I talked about that on the Discord. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Cecilia. Of course. Of course. Fafa, you're welcome. Thank you, everyone. I will try to go live again soon. I can't do it this Saturday, though. Guess why? My son has a hockey game. Hockey season, it is very tough. He plays all over New England. So thank you all so much, and I will see you real soon. Adios, amigos. Brent here from American English with this guy. And in today's English lesson, to help you improve your English, we are going to take some big things and break them down into their smaller parts. Today, we're going to talk about small things and those English vocabulary words that we use with them and also those tricky English phrasal verbs. Now, if you noticed behind me, there is a field of grass, but what do we call those little pieces of grass? Well, let's go over and pluck one up. I'm going to pluck one right now. I think I actually got two, but we just want one. Uh, there we go. There's one right here. We call this a blade of grass. And guess what? I'm at my school right now. It's getting a little dark. I think we have a little light. This will be a fairly short English lesson. But right now, I'm in a, a parking lot. The, the field is still behind me, but I'm standing in a parking lot right now. Parking lot, that's a big thing. But did you know that where you park your car, that, that's a parking spot? You see those little white lines? Well, there are two parking spots right there. Two parking spots. Also, in this parking lot, there are some piles of sand. Yeah, somebody should probably sweep this parking lot, but they haven't. Do you know what we call the little bits of sand? I'll try to pick one up. Just one, I'll try. Yeah, I got a bunch here. I got a bunch, but if I only had one little piece of sand, we would call it a grain of sand. There are also some bigger pieces of rock, well, bigger compared to the grains of sand. They're still really little rocks. Probably so small you can barely see it, but we might call that a pebble. Really small, small little rock. That's a pebble. Now behind me is a brick wall made up of a whole lot of bricks, lots of bricks. But did you know that a line of bricks is something we call a layer? So many layers of bricks make up an entire brick wall. And now you can see behind me are a couple doors. Let's break down those doors into their pieces. Right here, we have a door handle. 
That's the door handle. It's locked. But also, there is glass. Do you know what we call a piece of glass? It's a pane of glass. Now, you've probably heard of somebody getting hurt. Like if I bumped my head, I might have a pain. But those two things, the, the pain in my head and this pane of glass, well, they're spelled differently. And you can see that right up there. I'm still standing in a parking lot. We might also call it pavement. And if you look, there are cracks in the pavement. A lot of little cracks in the pavement. It just happens over time. Now behind me, you might not be able to see it. Maybe if I tilt the camera up a little bit, is a basketball hoop. Let's see, how can I get that bat? Oh, there he is. The basketball hoop is right up there. And a basketball hoop has a couple different parts that make it up. Another English phrasal verb. So if a lot of little things make up something bigger, that's the phrasal verb we use. So a pole, this basketball hoop has a pole. Um, up there, I can't quite touch it. I'm not tall enough, but that white thing is a backboard. You see that red circular thing? That's a hoop. So we, we call this a basketball hoop, but that little thing, the red thing that's a circle, that's the actual hoop. And below that, the white thing hanging from it, we call that a net. It recently rained here, so we have some puddles of water on the field. But when it rains, do you know what we call the little things that rain is made up of? That's drops. We call it drops of rain. And I don't want to think about it, but in maybe as little as a few weeks, I'm filming this on November 4th, in just a few weeks, we might have snow. And do you know what we call those little things of snow? We call them flakes. Flakes of snow. I'm not looking forward to the potential snow that we might get this winter. Since it rained recently, the ground below me is a little wet. It's a little soft. Do you know a good adjective to use to describe ground like that or grass like that? We might say that it is soggy. Behind me, I have a tree and we call this a branch. This is a branch on the tree. Uh, this hard part, the outside, we would call this the bark of the tree. And the, the really thick part right here at the bottom, we would call that the trunk of the tree. Now, when the branches are really small, and if I were to break this off, I won't, to use an English phrasal verb. If I would break this little piece off, it might be called a twig. All right, I didn't have to break anything off the tree. I found this on the ground, but we would call this a twig. It's like a really small branch. I hope you enjoyed this English lesson about really small things. If you want to see an English lesson where I actually go inside that school and act out English phrasal verbs, take a look right up there. There's a link for you. Thanks for watching. See you next time. Look at that. We're live. Hopefully 
uh, all the technology will work for us today. Hopefully the, the microphone sounds all right. Hopefully you're all doing well. I was able to chat with a couple people before the stream started. Looks like a lot of channel members are here, which is great. I see Amina, Sita, Ario from Indonesia. I know in some places like Yawin and Ario, hey Yawin, it's very late. Like you might be getting ready for bed. So I hope your Saturday was a good one for all of us living in the Americas. I know Amina lives in Canada. Hope your Saturday will go well. We're, we're just starting our Saturday here. And if you're living in Europe, like Anya is in Germany, hope your Saturday, what is it, about noontime, early afternoon there. I hope all is well. Maria, I saw Maria in here. She's from Argentina. How are you? But first off, I do need to say a huge thank you to Amina. I literally have the nicest channel members, I think, on YouTube. Uh, I've gotten to know quite a few of you in Discord. You seem like really nice people, really nice people. The group gets a little bit bigger each week, new people joining, and yet very nice people. So I think that if you go out of your way to learn English, if you put time and effort into learning another language, I think that makes you a, a pretty good person. So Thank you all, but I got a little something here for Amina, if I can find it. And here it is. Oh, thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, that does mean a lot, Amina. Thank you so much. It was a nice thing to see when I logged on here this morning. Oh, Amina, super chat. Thank you so much. How did a fly get into the room? It's almost winter here. But there is a fly buzzing around the room. I hope I don't get too distracted. It happens though. Sometimes in my classroom, when I'm teaching and there's a fly, oh, it's a disaster. I can't concentrate. Hey, Cecilia's here. How are you? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Roll Tide. That's right. Roll Tide. Fayez is talking about my hat. It's a big college football day here in the United States, University of Alabama. That's where I went to college, and we say roll tide for our sports teams. So the way this works, if you're new here, my name is Brent. This is uh, American English with this guy. The goal of this live stream is you ask me any questions you want about learning English, American culture. The last few videos that I've done, we've just gone out into the community, the supermarket. I, I couldn't stop recording for any reason. Um, we went to the farm stand. I couldn't stop recording for any reason today. I think I'm going to try to go out to the bakery, an American bakery. And then after we might get some Jamaican food. So I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from people who have watched the videos and they say, it feels like I'm in the United States learning English. So I'm going to try to do more of those. Maybe a couple ideas I have. I usually share these uh, ideas with channel members before, but let's just do it right here while we're waiting for questions. Yeah, feel free. Drop, drop, uh, drop your questions right in there, Freddie Wolf from France. Hope you're doing well. 
I think I'm going to get a haircut. I'll just film that. I don't have a lot of hair left, which is why I'm wearing a hat, but I can get a haircut. Maybe they'll trim my beard. So you can see how it is to go to a barbershop or a hair salon and get a haircut in the United States. So let me know in the comments if you if you want to see a video of a haircut or bakery. And then the other thing I'm thinking of, because I dropped my daughter off at the spa earlier this week. I, I'm not sure what she had to get done. I think she had her nails done or something. Now that she's working, she has a little extra money. So sometimes she she gets her nails done. It could be the fingernails or it could be the toenails. I'm not sure. And I thought, what if I went in to an American spa and maybe get my hair, my, my nails done? That might be kind of good, right? Even though I think my na- I try to take good care of my fingers. My brother makes fun of me because my hands are kind of soft. He works with his hands. That's something we say in English. If somebody works with their hands, they might be fixing cars. They might be mowing lawns, which is what my brother does. And he has calluses on his hands. And a callus is that part that might get really hard right here. Like if you're, if you're lifting weights, my hands are soft though. And he says, yeah, I can tell, you know, he says college degree. If you have a college degree, your hands might be softer and uh, (laughs) he does other things. Jamie, that's my wife's name, but I don't think that is my wife. My wife right now is at doggy daycare. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing, but we have something in the United States called doggy daycare. I'm not sure if you have doggy daycare or not, but hey, Aroni, how are you? So my wife is at doggy daycare. It's where you take your dog during the day while you're at work and people play with your dog. We have daycare for little babies. You know, when parents are at work, the babies and the children will stay with someone or that fly will stay with someone and they will take care of them. Well, they have it for dogs too. Hey, happy birthday. Do you see the fly? I think he or she is staying in front here, but. All right, focus, Brent, focus, focus. All right, we we have a question. Cecilia, how are you? Can you give us examples? This is great. This is um, some very popular um, English phrasal verbs that we use on a daily basis. Great question, Cecilia. Can you give us some examples using head out, head into, head over? We use this all the time as another way to say go. So I could say to my wife, Jamie, hey, I'm going to head over to the store. Do you need anything? I just saw the fly right there. Do you need anything? So head over is just another way to say I am going to. Um, Head out. I could probably use that with the store as well. Hey, I'm going to head out to the store. Do you need anything? But it also could be when you're asking a friend if they're ready to go. 
So, hey, I'm ready to head out. Are you? Maybe you're going to a movie together. Hey, what time do you want to head out? Do you want to head out at about seven? So there's a very minor difference between the two of them. And I would say that you could use them sometimes interchangeably. Head into, um, this is not used as often, but you might say if you're driving down the road and you know there's a storm up ahead, you might say, oh, I think we're going to head into a storm pretty soon. So definitely not used as often as head over or head out. Those two we use every day when talking about going somewhere. So I hope that helps. Hey, Dyer Khan, what's the meaning of poignant? Poignant. It's another way to say very important. Um, maybe a poignant part of my life would be when I graduated from the University of Alabama. Um, oftentimes it has some feeling with it too. So maybe um, a movie, maybe you watched a movie or you read a book and you felt that it was very poignant. So it's important, but it made an impact on you. It changed you in some way. So I'm trying to think of the last, the last book I read that was poignant. Hmm. Or the last movie I saw. I can't think of one right now. SEO Woo's here. Jake's here. Hey, how are you? How are you? Yeah, keep those uh, questions coming and I'll do my best to answer them all. If I miss them, just ask them again. Uh, but please don't spam. Hey, Sam, the Taiwanese is here. How are you? Hope all is well. Late at night in Taiwan over there. What's the difference between to insure? Ooh, ooh. Oh my goodness. This is this is hard. Sure. Wow. Because they're it, you know what? I would say that a lot of native English speakers, we use these interchangeably. Okay. Um, one thing that you might hear with assure, and this is all about like confidence. Um now, the difference, though, I'm not so sure as a native speaker, but one thing you might hear, and I'm actually going to write it in the chat, is rest assured. Rest assured, too. But obviously, uh, look it up here on the old Google. I do have that ready, just in case there are any tough questions. I might have to ask Mr. Google here in a minute. But you might hear rest assured or rest assured. And that just means feel free to be like what I say means something. Okay. So um, if you are going to the movies with someone, we can use that again. And they say, hey, do you want to meet at seven? You can say, hey, rest assured, I will be there at seven. It just makes sure your words a little bit more powerful. It means like, trust me, rest assured, I will be there. Ensure, and again, these are very, very close. Ensure, you could say, let's talk about insurance. So I'm going to change that to a noun, insurance. 
a lot of people take out insurance. You might have insurance on your health. So in the United States, healthcare is very expensive. So people will take out health insurance. They might take out life insurance. I have a, a friend of mine, all he does for work, he owns a business. He sells people insurance. And what that does, it just means it's like backup for you. Backup. If something happens to your health, this company that you pay each month, they will help you out. So let's say I have health insurance and I pay $100 a month for health insurance. I might not need that health insurance for a year, two years, maybe ever. But let's say I get sick. I just hit my microphone. You probably heard that. The health insurance company will pay for all of my hospital needs or most of them. So insurance, assurance, insurance, it's all like backup, um, helping you out, confidence, that kind of thing. I don't think I, I answered that all that well, but you can also have car insurance. So not the best answer, but um, that might take an entire video to talk about the uh, the complete differences between all three of them. And like I said, I think a lot of native speakers will use those in the wrong way interchangeably. So don't fret too much about that. Don't worry too much about that because when you're speaking, they almost kind of sound the same. Let's see, looking for some more questions or more people to say hi to. There's Miho from Japan. Thanks for becoming a member. She's been a member for a long time. Marcello from Brazil. He's been a member for a long time too. Look at this. Luke is here from Poland. How are you, my friend? All right. <clears throat> Here's an American culture question. Why do Americans give guests a tour of their house? Do other countries not do that? Um, a lot of times, uh, when Jamie and I have guests over, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been almost two years, right? For, for obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of a tradition, kind of a custom, um, especially when a person moves into a new house and their friends come over for the first time, they might give them a full tour. You really need to make sure your bedroom is clean, right? Because, and you don't have to offer it. Um, and another thing you could say when somebody comes over, I think I've said it in my video sometimes, is um, we might say, don't mind the mess. So if you weren't able to do the dishes or something before guests came over, you might, oh, hey, don't mind the mess. Or you might just keep your bedroom door closed because it's a little messy. So you might just say, hey, bedroom, it's a little messy. I'm, I just have the door closed. But um, also if, you know, anybody, need, I, th I think it makes people feel a little more comfortable if they have a tour of the house, that way you can cover, you know, where the bathrooms are like, oh, hey, here's the bathroom. You can come in. I mean, I don't think people 
give a tour of the shower or anything. But yeah, a lot of times Americans will give a tour of the house. I don't know, maybe to make it feel more comfortable. Do you do you give uh, tours of homes in your country? If a, if a guest came over to your house, would you give them a tour before you sat down and you know had drinks or or snacks or whatever? Oops, Manuel says when I have guests, I usually show us my house. Okay, so maybe not just an American thing. Yawin is in the the chat right now and. I did uh, a difference between the United States and Taiwan. She gave me a list of, I think it was eight. And I did all of those differences. And I know one difference in Taiwan and Russia is that guests have to take off their shoes when they enter a house. In the United States, I wish we did that all the time. But a lot of time, the guest will ask, hey, do you want me to keep my shoes? Uh, do you want me to take my shoes off or should I keep them on? I always just take my shoes off because I think it's a little bit more polite, but some people will keep their shoes on. Um, let's talk about a uh, phrasal verb you might hear with that though. Track in. I don't think it's, it's very common, but when you're talking about having guests over and if they keep their shoes on, they might track in dirt. They might track in dog poop. That means whatever was on their shoes from the outside might now get onto your floors. A lot of parents will talk to their kids and say, Hey, Hey, take your shoes off. Don't track in any mud. Now, if it was just raining out track in, so that might be a new phrasal verb for you. It's not used very widely, but Every time someone is coming into the house with their shoes on, we often say, hey, track in. Don't track in. Don't track in any mud. Take your shoes off. Don't track in any mud. Oh, geez. This, Marcello, this is a video I've been meaning to make for a long time. Um, I think you mean, does, um, does the U.S. have a public health system, right? And we do. We do. And it's expensive. Um, for my wife and I, because we are teachers, we have pretty good health insurance. So to give you an example, last weekend, right before the live stream that I did with Karis from English Arts Academy, my daughter was complaining that her ear was sore. So we went to the doctors. We have something called Emergicare, Emergicare. It's if they are open and they're not open 24 hours a day, you might have to go to the hospital if you have a problem at night, but during the day, definitely during the week, Monday through Friday, and usually Saturday morning, they're open like a bank is in the United States, Emergicare. You can go to the Emergicare and my daughter had her ear fixed within a half an hour. We didn't have to wait too long. And my insurance, I only had to pay $15. So 15 American dollars to see a doctor. My son later on in the week, he was quite sick. We thought with just a cold, so coughing, 
sniffing, but you know, the virus is going around and one of his friends that he lives with on his hockey team had pneumonia and went to the hospital. So in English, pneumonia is when your lungs, the things you breathe with, they start filling up with liquid and junk and mucus. Mucus is a term we use for, it's kind of gross, but when you're, when you have a cold and your nose starts filling up, you might call that snot. You might call it mucus. So I had to take my son to get a, to just get checked over to use another uh, English phrasal verb. So the doctor checked him over to make sure he didn't have the virus or anything worse. That took us about a half an hour. He was all clear. They said you should get a test though for the virus. And he did. Three days later, we found out he tested negative. So no worries there. But some people who don't have, so that cost me $30 to have both of my children seen. If I didn't have health insurance, it could be very, very expensive. A lot of people go into debt in the United States if they have something really wrong with them. But I think one thing I should say, people do not get turned away, to use another English phrasal verb, people do not get turned away from the hospital. If you need help and you need to be seen by a doctor, you will be seen by a doctor. Doesn't matter if you have the money or not, which is probably one reason why our health insurance, our, our, our health system is so expensive here in the United States. Excuse me. No. So we don't, we, the public health system though is not free for everyone. You do need another company, a health insurance company that you pay towards because yeah, it's not a free public system. It's not, it's not free to the public. It's a great question. Great question. So no, it does cost a lot of money. It does cost a lot of money and you need, you need insurance. All right. I don't give a tour of my house. Can't, I can't believe you. Why can't you believe I answered your question? This is, I do, there are a lot of questions in here sometimes. And I try to, ooh, and this really helps when you put question in front of it. Thanks, Maria. Um, but, you know, I think it looks like there are about 50 people in here right now. So just a little bit bigger than a typical classroom. Just a little bit bigger. All right. Maybe I should take a drink before this one and I'll read it. Okay. Oh, Maria is an insurance agent. Yeah. So my buddy, he lives, uh, he's my neighbor, good friend of mine. His name is Mike. Uh, he's also, uh, an insurance agent. Yeah. He owns an entire insurance company. He makes really good money talking about insure. How do you call the document? The insurance company gives you when you insure something insurance contract, insurance policy, I'm an insurance agent. Yeah, I think most of those now are online. So, you know, actually, I know we do have one for our house. We actually have the document, but a lot of times it will be referred to as an insurance policy. So um, we have this thing called, um, and even though 
in the United States were not overly religious. There are a lot of people in the United States who, you know, don't have a religion, but we do have a term that insurance companies use, um, airlines use, and we call it an act, an act of God, an act of God. So even though, you know, not everybody in the United States believes in God, but this is a, is a term that we have. And so an act of God might be, which happened to my wife last week when she was flying from Nashville, Tennessee home, they got fogged in. They got fogged in. So there was so much fog that the airplane could not take off. That's, you know, that's really nobody's fault. Not track in. That's an act of God. Yeah. We have that term for insurance. Maybe I had a fence and the wind blew it down. That's called an act of God. Anything dealing with mother nature, you might hear that term. So in that case with the insurance company, um, it depends on what your insurance is and if they will pay for it or not. Oftentimes when it is not your fault and it's an act of God, the insurance company will pay. If you, let's say, left your sink running, right? You, you turn the water on and the sink kept filling up with water and then it filled your bathroom up. And then you had a lot of damage because of the water. The insurance company might not pay for it because it's your fault. So car insurance works the same way. So my wife was stuck in Nashville for a while, but then the plane she was going to take had a problem. It was a maintenance problem. So then they put her up in a hotel. Put her up. That's another way to say that the airline paid for the hotel. They put her up in a hotel, not because of the fog. They wouldn't have paid for that because that was an act of God. But because there was a problem with the plane maintenance, her flight was delayed until the next day. They did put her up in a hotel, meaning they paid for it. So she didn't have to pay for it. That was their fault. The problem with the plane, the problem with the plane. I like the peas there. I like the peas. All right. Cecilia, new prime minister. Is that, is that in, um, in Japan, a new prime minister? Um, I think there was a, um, a new chancellor, right? In Germany. I thought I, I had read that. I try to stay away from the news a lot of times. Is there a new channel member? Oh, Mickey. Mickey, I missed that. Where are you? Where are you? I got a little something special for channel members, wherever you are. Ah, here we are. Here we are. All right, let's take a look here. New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the Discord, the members chat, and the bonus videos. Yeah, so if you become a member, Mickey, 
welcome to the club. Um, there are uh, a few videos each month. I just put one up about um, my family being sick all around us. There's there's so much sickness um, because I, I talked about my uh, my son went to the doctor, but you know what? My wife, my daughter, they're sick. Guess who isn't sick? This guy. This guy's not sick yet. Um, I talked about, check out the, yeah, the members video, Mickey. I talked about dodging a bullet. We sometimes say that when, when bad stuff happens around you, but you are spared, you are saved. So, so far I have dodged a bullet when it comes to my family being sick. I am not sick. This, do you see that fly? He's, he's circling around me. And uh, tomorrow on the Discord server, there will be a chat. Check that out. Check the members tab because there is a link to the Discord server. So Mickey, welcome. Glad you're glad you're on board with us. All right. Let's see. Um, Anya from Germany. Yeah. So I the last I knew, Angela Merkel. Right, she was the prime minister of Germany. So you're telling me she might not be now. There's a new, there's a new boss in town. Ah, Mary Posa. So fi- oh, fi- oh, finally, finally. So with that word, finally, it makes me think that you were ready for a change. You are welcoming this change. All right. Um, is there any difference between mask on? We don't say that too much, actually. But mask up. Yeah, um, we you might hear that, mask up. Hey, before you go into the store, uh, mask up. It just means put a mask on. But um, I, don't, I don't think we say that, like phrasal verb, mask, mask on. Mm, no, you might just say, hey, can you put a mask on? But you would need those other words there for it to, to make this full sense. So, hey, can you... Can you put a mask on, please? But if you just say, hey, before we go into the store, we need to mask up. That, that'll work. Hey, mask up. Yeah, I saw. I saw um, our friend from New Jersey there. Looking for some questions here. Ciao, ragazzi. Just means hello. Hello, guys. Hello, people. Is that a movie, Force Majeure? I think I've heard of that, Angelo. I've never seen it, though. Now, let's see. I couldn't figure out why the different prepositions are used here. Oh, prepositions. They are tough. A lot of times on the channel, I will say, luckily, if the preposition is wrong, it might sound strange to the native speaker, but often the meaning is close enough that we can figure it out. But let, let's let's look at these prepositions and nail it here, okay? He slapped me in the face. That, that could be literal. That could be literal. Like he really did it. Boom. Or it could be that there was some mistrust there. So yeah, I felt, let's say you have a girlfriend, right? And then this guy, your best friend, cheated on you with your girlfriend. That'd be a real slap in the face. He didn't actually slap you in the face, but definitely a guy you can no longer trust. 
And I jumped when he tapped me on the shoulder. Mm, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even realize there were different prepositions there, but those sentences are exactly correct. That's a little tap on the shoulder just to get somebody's attention. Maybe you're behind them. Let's say you're in the movies. Okay. I want to go back to the movie theater soon. They are open. Um, so, and my, my son went to a movie last week. So it makes me really want to get back to the movies. Um, I did see black widow, but let's see, let's say you're in the, the movies and someone's eating their popcorn. I put a poll up this week about what's your favorite snack. Mine is popcorn. So let's say somebody is in front of you eating popcorn, but it's really loud. Like, stuffing their face we might say you could kindly politely tap them on the shoulder a tap might look like that uh, excuse me sir could you quiet down with the popcorn please quiet down yeah so tap on the shoulder that's literal i don't think we have any idiom that means anything with that that was a real slap in the face maybe you went to your boss you wanted a raise, you wanted more pay. And your boss said, Hey, I know you've been with the company for 10 years. You've been a great worker. I just can't give you a raise right now. That, that, that might be a real slap in the face. That might be a real slap in the face. You know what I want to slap in the face is this fly that keeps bugging me. He's too quick or she's too quick. Yeah, Mickey, Mickey, I see a lot of, uh, ch the, literally, the best channel members on YouTube. I promise. Amina, I saw Cecilia saying hi. I mean, literally the nicest people. Literally, literally. Uh, speaking of, then Angelo, seriously, thank you so much. Means a lot. Angelo has been very generous. Thank you so much for the super chat. Wow, that's really loud, isn't it? But thank you so much for the super chat, Angelo. That is so kind of you. So kind of you. And I know it's been a while since Angelo and I have spoken. He is super busy. I'm pretty busy. But I know he's really busy. He works with money. And money has been very... Um, lots of money going around. I'm not sure if anybody um, checks out... Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. I know uh, Angelo does not. He does other things with money, but look at this. Hey, Aroni, I'm definitely waiting for the new James Bond movie. Um, they're usually action-packed. Uh, in the United States, it comes out October 8th. I think I might have to go to the movies on that day or the next day. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. So force majeure is also um, an act of God. Okay. And I think that is a pretty good movie too. I think. Oh, thank you, Angelo. Thank you. Oh yeah. Popcorn at home. Yeah. Uh, we pop it in the microwave. I think I had some last night. I think I did. Had some last night and it, it does make, it does make, um, some noise, but it's worth it. You have about two minutes of popping. But I think I make more noise eating it than the popping. 
That's that's my fault. Yeah, Ario, I saw your com- comment about in Indonesia where Ario lives, the movie theaters are open, but no popcorn is being sold in the theater. That's a slap in the face. I understand safety reasons, but that's that's the whole point of going to the movies, right? At least for me, is to eat the popcorn. Um, who was it yesterday? Oh, I forgot in the comments. I'm sorry. Somebody said, um, if you have popcorn, it can be very healthy. And I said to them, well, the way I eat popcorn, lots of butter, lots of salt, not good for you, but yeah, see Ario, I'm a little bit too old for SpongeBob. So no. And, um, I don't know much about SpongeBob. I don't even know. I know he has a friend that's a starfish, but I can't even name him. It's not Peter, is it? It's something else. I no. I don't know a whole lot. I don't know a whole lot. But I do have something in my eye, I think. Maybe if I itch my eye, it will go away. I think it did. But yeah, Mickey. So cool to be part of the team. Oh. It's you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy teaching English on YouTube. I enjoy reading the comments. Thank you so much. I enjoy seeing the thumbs up. If you want to help me out a little bit, you know, put a thumbs up here on the, um, let's see, can I do that? Is that thumbs up? Oh, don't forget to subscribe. That's a good thing. But um, yeah, it really actually helps if you hit the thumbs up. But Mickey, I, I, I love teaching here on YouTube. I'm, I'm not going away anytime soon. I love making the videos. I even love editing the videos. And if you noticed last week or a couple days ago when I put up the video about the farm stand, I was unable to edit it. There's something going on with my editing software and I've been talking with the editing software company and we can't figure it out. But I, if you try to figure something out, it means you're trying to fix it. And we have not been able to figure it out. So the bakery video might be unedited, but I can make sure the closed caption or the subtitles are accurate. Because if I do talk with somebody, I think it's helpful to have those on the screen, but I can also go into YouTube and make sure they're accurate. Yeah, Ario, come on. Let's go. We need Patrick getting distracted by the fly and I'm getting distracted by the compliments. Tran has a question. Okay. Let's see where's Tran. You know what? Just because Angelo said it, let's look for Tran's question. Is it a good one? Ooh. Okay. That thing in my eye is back and that fly is back. What's the difference between deathly, fatal, and lethal? Well, right off the bat, my first answer would be nothing and you want to stay away from them, but I can use each of them in a sentence. So deathly, well, deathly, deathly, um, it might be a little bit different. So you could describe yourself as being deathly scared of spiders. So in that way, it doesn't really mean that you're going to die if you see a spider. And we're not talking about poisonous spiders or anything, but some people have a legit fear 
of spiders. So you could say, I am, I am deathly afraid of spiders. Sorry, microphone hit it. Um, in the doctor's office, in the merger care place that I took my daughter and my son, there were all kinds of signs on the walls, like almost every single wall. It said, do not bring almonds into the office. Now, I think someone was deathly allergic to almonds. And in that way, I don't mean just really, really allergic. I mean, that could kill them. I have had a few people in my life over the years, students, um, people I know that are literally deathly allergic to peanuts or almonds. So um, fatal, the first thing I think of is maybe like a car crash. One of the videos I want to do soon is about 20 different ways we talk about car accidents in English. We have things like bumper to bumper, pile up, fender bender. So let me know in the comments if you would like a lesson on talking about car accidents. Not a very good topic, but you might need to talk about it or you might read it in the news. So I thought we could do that. Fatal car crash. Unfortunately, that would mean someone has died in a car crash. So um, if they've received a fatal injury, it means death. Um, lethal. Maybe somebody um, received a lethal dose of medicine. So maybe the medicine was supposed to help them, but the doctor messed up. They got too much of the medicine and it resulted in a lethal amount of something. So that would mean that it would cause death. I hope that helps. Abu Ba, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, I tried to go earlier. I think it, I think Abu Ba said this last week too. When I went at 10, it was just too late for a lot of people. So I wanted to make it a make it a little bit earlier. All right, here we go. Is this Fabio? How are you? Oh, Jamie, I got you next too, right here. Got you next. Oh, Ario, could you, I don't, the culture of the United States, that's such a big question. If you could point to one or two things, maybe I could, but, oh, crunchy sound. Yeah, I agree. It's not polite, but, but popcorn, it's so hard to eat quietly. Yeah, Jamie, going to you next, okay? Here we go, Fabio. Hey, Brent, what does this idiom mean? Read someone the riot act. Oh, that's a good one. I don't remember if I came across this idiom on the internet. We might say on the internet. Uh, came across this idiom on the internet or in some movie. Do you guys use it? Yeah, we might. We might. And um, that means you're really mad at somebody. When you read them the riot act, that means, um, man, what else could we say to read them out? How about that? That's another one we could say. So when you're really mad at somebody, maybe I should do a lesson on this, all the ways to be really mad at somebody. You read them the riot act, or um, this is a little bit older, but you will still hear it and it ream them out. Oh man, ream them out. Yeah, if you're really mad at, oh, I reamed them out. I read them the riot act. Yeah, great one, great one. Hope that helps. 
Jamie, right. What's the meaning of squirrel away? Yeah, that's a great English uh, phrasal verb there. And it just usually means to save something for later. We will often talk about money. So if somebody is saving up for a new car, they might squirrel away some money. And then a few months later, they will have enough money to buy that new car, something like that. Um, both my wife and I, we pay into a retirement plan. So in that way, we're squirreling away money for when we no longer have to work. So, and it comes from squirrels like right now, they're squirreling away those acorns. Like you, where I live, you will see squirrels very busy collecting acorns. I don't know where they put them. I think they use them during the winter. I don't know, but they are collecting those acorns that are falling and they're squirreling them away. They're keeping them for a later time. I hope that helps. Hope that helps. Let's see. Any more questions here? What's Manuel saying? He was deathly injured. Yeah, that would make sense. She had a fatal. Um, she had a fatal crash with the car. We might say, crash, not crushed. Crash. These mushrooms were lethal after they had eaten this one. Yeah, yeah, mushrooms. You got to be very careful. I think my buddy Luke in Poland has been gathering mushrooms. I don't know if we would say he's squirreling them away. I don't think he's, I think he's eating them like right around now. He's not saving them for the spring. If he was saving those mushrooms for the spring, we might say he's squirreling them away. But right now I, I remember reading that Luke it's mushroom season in Poland, and he has been gathering those mushrooms. Be careful, my friend. Do not gather any lethal mushrooms. We don't want anything happening to you. Exactly, yeah. Squirrel stores up. Ooh, good phrasal verb right there. Good phrasal verb. Hope all is well in New Jersey there. All right, Ario. I love when Americans give a compliment to people or to any countries. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, man, you know, anytime you talk about a country, you're probably talking about millions of people, right? Or a million people. Maybe the really small ones have a little less than a million. But when you have that many people, you know there are going to be some good people in that country for sure. That's what I try to do is just focus on the good ones. We got a lot of good ones here. Look at this. Can we say stashed away or stash away instead of squirrel away? Absolutely. Absolutely. Those two are interchangeable. Hey, I'm going to stash away this money and then I'll spend it in a couple years. Unfortunately, with inflation, a big term, um, your money is worth a little bit less each year that you stash it away. Oh, this is a good one right here. Abuba, what's the difference between trail and trial? Notice how I spelled the, uh, pronounce those differently. What's the difference between trial and trail? Let me, let me write, let me read them in the right order though. It's trail and trial. 
Okay. Trail and trial. It's exactly the way they're written. What is the difference between trail and trial? A trail is usually a walking path in the woods, walking path in the woods. That's a trail. A trial, it could be two things. One, you're trying something out. You might hear them say, hey, this is going to be a trial run, a trial run. Maybe you start at a new job and for the first few days, it's just a trial run. They're going to figure out how you work best. You'll get a feel for the company, but it might not last. So a trial run. Also, people, if they did something bad, the police might get them and they might have to go on trial. And that means if they're going to be found guilty or innocent, the judge might look at them and say, oh, you did a bad thing. You're going to jail. You're guilty. Or you didn't do a bad thing. You're innocent. You get to go free. So hope that helps. Very close right there. Those, those are tough words right there. Um, sometimes you can get um, another way trial. In the United States, there are these, these things called a trial size, a trial size. So maybe there's a new food that has come out. Let's say it's a, a box of cookies, a whole box, but you might not know if you like them. Sometimes near that box, there'll be a trial size. So maybe only two cookies in a little package. It's a little cheaper. You're not buying the whole box in case you don't like them. You just try them out before you buy the whole thing. Hopefully that, that works. How's Andrea? How are you? Welcome. What's this? At home, I squirrel away my car key because of your youngest son. Um, yeah, I don't know if we would say that you would squirrel it away because it's you're just kind of hiding it, I think. Squirreling away, it's almost like saving it. So we might do that with money, you know, squirreling it away. Um, man, do you think he'll steal the car, the youngest son? Oh, no. Be careful, Manuel. Be careful. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah, do that. There's so much bad stuff in the world that makes the news. Like if you look at the news, which is why I don't watch the news that much. If you look at the news, like 90% of the news is bad. But if you look in the world, 90 to 95% of the world is good. I would say a hundred percent of this chat is good. Good people in the chat. Good people in the chat. Oh, see, I need to know how to say Gilmaris. Gilmaris became a member earlier this week and then just gave me a super sticker. Oh, we got to, we got to do two here to celebrate that. So didn't become a member in the chat, but they became a new member this week. New member. Make sure you check the members tab for the Discord, the members chat, and the bonus videos. And oh, thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, thank you so much. Gimaris? Gimaris? Um, there will be a chat tomorrow in the Discord. Uh, about this time. 
tomorrow morning. I'm going to stop by, I think, for a little bit. Hopefully other people are in there. Um, there's usually six, seven people practicing their speaking. Um, we chat about all kinds of things, all kinds of things there. Um, and, and it's an amazing thing because we do sometimes talk about controversial issues, but everyone is so nice and respectful of other people's um, ideas, you know, their opinions. So it's great. Check that out. Thank you so much for the super chat. It does mean a lot. All right, Mickey. Hey, buddy. How can I say better off in a sentence? If I said she has learned a lot from her last relationship, I think she's better off. Would that be correct? Yes, it would. It would. So better off, it just means that you are better because of something. So um, last year, when the virus was all around, a lot of people thought it was better off if we just stayed home. Like it's, it's better. Um, but you know, with that relationship, she, whoever she is, maybe she had her heart broken. Okay. Maybe she cried a little after, but she learned something from it and she won't do that again. She learned from her mistake. She's not going to date a person like that again. And so they're better off now. They're better off. Yeah, definitely. That sounds great. Yeah, good people here. Good people here. Had to take a little drink there. Wet my whistle. Wet my whistle. Um, We might say that when you're talking about taking a drink. Wet my whistle. Um, Sir, Mega from India, how are you? Hey, um... Mega, let me share a real quick story with you yesterday. Somebody in my class was doing a project for social studies and they had to draw the Indian flag. And I said, hey, I know someone from India. And they drew the Indian flag. Sir, do you get anything as a sample to try to eat items in a bakery? And then you can decide to buy more. In 2019... This was very common in 2021. I don't know. um, A lot of times there is a, um, there's a store in the United States called Costco, very famous store, big store. And we have, we have a store like Costco where I live. And when my son was younger, we call them samples, samples. This store would have samples of the food. You might get a little toothpick and they might give you a little cup of the food to try. My son loved to go to all of them and he would kind of eat lunch there with all of the samples. So at one time that was very common. And when I go to the bakery, if I think about it, I will ask, Hey, do you give samples out anymore? But I bet in this new world that we're living in, you don't see as many samples as there was before. Yeah. The world is changing, huh? The world is changing. Ario, I never watch the news either. It's better to practice my English. I only watch positive news only about food, cars, good technologies, etc. Yeah, that's a great idea, Ario. And Ario is so young to have such a, a nice outlook on, on the way news 
is going these days. I mean, they want to sell newspapers. They want to get those clicks. So they talk about bad things. People worry like, oh no, I need to click on this or I might miss out on it. But see, Manuel, he put down into the, into experience after he broke up with her partner. All right. There might be, there might be a couple little pronoun mistakes in there. Um, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So not all mistakes are bad if we learn from them, right? I'll never do that again. I'll never do that again. Yeah. It, so I wasn't going to mention this, but, um, we also have something wet my appetite and you see, there's an H there. So it actually doesn't mean to be like wet with liquid. Like if, if I, if I poured this water over my head, my hat would definitely be wet W E T. But that W H E T is pronounced the same way. And it just is almost like to tease to, to tease. Um, we also have something called wet my appetite and it just like, it means it's teasing you, making you want to know more about something. So right, Freddie, Freddie. Um, hi, Brent. Could you please explain the difference between a low key party and a high key party? Great. Thanks to you. Yeah. Thanks Freddie from France. Um, to be honest, I have not heard of a high key party. I've only heard of low key. So let's talk about what low key means. If you know the word subdued, that's what low key is. But if you don't know the word subdued, let me explain it. So uh, understated would be another way. So if you went to a really fancy party where the guys were in tuxedos, ties, dressed up, dressed to the nines, they used to say, we don't say that too much anymore. But if somebody's really dressed up, that's a fancy party. That's a, a black tie event you might hear. If something is low key, people are probably wearing jeans. It's not fancy. You might just show up as you are. If it's low key, no pressure. You're there to relax. I hope that helps. Costco. Yeah, Costco. Aroni. Hope everything's going well in Italy. Um, can I use you're the man for a woman? Um, I think if you know the woman really well, you can. So with my wife, I might say, Oh, you're the man. So when you say that to anybody, Oh, you're the man. It means you think a lot of that person. Let's say you're at work and it's in the afternoon and you're getting a little sleepy. I think everybody gets a little sleepy in the afternoon, right? After lunch, then someone brings you a coffee. You might say, you're the man. Thank you so much. I usually say that to guys, but you don't have to. If you know that woman really well, you're the man. It could be like a little joke. So feel free. Um, but I would just say that to your really good friends, really good friends. All right. Sita from Brazil. She's going to try to be on the discord tomorrow. 
Um, yeah, and I'm going to try to be too. I know some of us uh, have been busy. People have had relatives over. They've had friends over during our chats, and they said, I can't be there. Um, I do think I can be there tomorrow too, though, so that will be cool. And like I said, for the the members, um, you know, it's usually at the most 10, 10 or 11 members are in there, and we just chat usually like six, seven, eight. Get rid of this banner here. Ream them out. Again, remember, that means to be really mad. All right, let me see if I missed uh, any comments up here. I probably did, right? If I did, I apologize. Jamie, you're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, did Amina leave and I missed Amina? All right. Yes. Yeah, Amina does not live all that far from me. I think we might live about four hours away. So I do plan on going to Canada in the near future, maybe next summer. Maybe I will bump into Amina. Maybe we can try to meet somewhere. Um. Yeah, okay. Luciano, here we go. Good morning, you guys. Brent, could you explain the difference between workout and pan out? Um, a lot of times they mean the same thing. So, um, it usually when means when there's a little bit of a struggle, but you eventually succeed. So let's talk about that party on Friday night. I always use that as an example before the party, you might have to work out the details. And when I mean work out the details, it means, okay, where are you going to meet? What time are you going to arrive? Are you going to bring a gift for the host? You know, you might need to work out those details for that party. You hope everything works out. You hope it goes smoothly. And in that way, you can also use pan out. Hey, I hope everything pans out. Okay. At the party pans out, works out means the same thing. You know, things could go really wrong at the party. Maybe there's no music. Maybe there's no food. Things wouldn't really pan out that well. They wouldn't really work out that well. So there's always some kind of a doubt. And then you hope it actually goes smoothly. Luciano, I hope that helps. Hey, we've been here about an hour. So I want to thank everyone. Thank you to all the members. Thank you for all the super chats. I do appreciate it. Bob the Canadian is going to be going live in about 45 minutes. Check him out. He has a live question and answer session just like I did. And before I go, um, say hi to a couple people. Learn Italian. Learn Italian con l'americano. Mickey, thank you so much. Jersey. He's from Jersey. Jersey. Might have a, a little bit of an accent. Hey, Erroni. Thank you. Mega, oh wait, Mega has a question. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Talking about jeans, my granny says she can't, oh, she can't guess me as a man or a woman just seeing my legs. Okay, yeah, it's hard. Um, some women in the United States might shave their legs and that might help, but then, you know, some guys in the United States, they might shave their legs too. I don't, I don't, but hey, if you do, more power to you, more power to you. Maria, Anya, Angelo, Neil, thank you so much. Maria, again, I think. Yawin, 
Cecilia, you guys are the best. Thank you all so much. And hopefully I'll see you next week. I think I'm going to a bakery pretty soon. All right. Adios, amigos. Hey, hey. Looks like we're live. I was just talking with Karis before the stream began. English Arts Academy. Check her out on her channel after this live stream, of course. But she's going to be here answering your questions with me. Her channel's great. Um, I just want to say, anytime there's an English teacher on this channel, I just think the world of them. I'll never bring on an English teacher where you go over to their channel and you might be like, oh, this is crap. So I hope uh, she's celebrating 6,000 subscribers. She's doing some awesome stuff on her channel. So she'll be here in just a minute. But before we get started, I probably should introduce myself just in case you're new here. Yeah, I'm Brent. This is American English with this guy. And for the next hour or so, we will be talking with each other, normal conversation. So we might speak a little bit more quickly than you're used to. Some people in the comments on the stream in the past have asked, hey, can you speak a little more quickly? So that might happen today. And then we'll also take your questions. But I do want to give a uh, big hello to Anya. She'll be in here moderating the chat. If anyone's naughty, she can boot them. She can kick them out. Elena, I know. I've seen you in here, of course. But I know that you know Karis, too. I've seen you in her chat. Hansa, how are you? Dear sir, madam. Thanks a lot for your broadcast and effort. So sorry about my writing skills. What? They're fine. Nothing wrong with that, Hansa. And even if they were horrible, you're in the right place, right? You're learning English. That's all good. Good afternoon from Central Europe. Awesome. Great. So what do you say? Hey, Freddie Wolf. I know you from France. How are you? Tom, oh, short on time. Friends are visiting. Trying to get a little quick English lesson in. That's great. That's great. Mickey's here. And of course, Luke. Luke's here from Poland. So let's bring on Karis from English Arts Academy. She can introduce herself to you. And we'll get into a little conversation. We'll get into a little questions. So put your questions in the chat. You know, we've got to have a little something to, to answer here. All right, Karis. <laughs> Hi, Brent. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I so, liked your introduction. Did you? <laughs> I did. Thank you. I did. <laughs> Thank you. Trying to keep it cash. Trying to keep yeah. it casual. No, yeah. I was enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So in case somebody in here doesn't know anything about your channel, which, hey, congratulations, 6,000 subscribers. That's something to celebrate. Do you mm -hmm. mind telling everyone a little bit? about what you do on your channel, because I do think it's, it's unique. The way you do your lives is a little bit different from the way I do my lives. So, and I think they'll find out very quickly, you're not American, you're British. <laughs> so it's always good to hear another accent too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as you said, Brent, I am from the UK, from a city called Liverpool, which is in Northwest of England. And yeah, I run the page English Arts Academy, which I've been running for almost, almost two years, but about a year and a little bit on YouTube. Um, so I started that on Instagram before I moved to YouTube, which is a whole 
other world. <laughs> and yeah, I'm kind of looking at conversational English, um, improving confidence of English learners, because even I think Hans's comment there shows that he had no reason to apologize for his writing, but yet he felt he had to for some reason. Um, so I always want to say to my students, please don't apologize for your English. <laughs> you're showing up and you're practicing and you're learning and that's what counts. Um, and yeah, that's kind of that's kind of it about boosting confidence, looking at conversational English, having some fun, kind of breaking down. I guess the barriers for maybe how people have learned English in schools, um, maybe making it slightly more modern, I think, more current, um, because I do think, I know you're an English teacher in a school, no, Brent, so I will no, tread no, no. carefully. <laughs> I understand. I, uh, yeah. So, and I think a lot of people, if they're watching, learning English, I think if you go to a classroom, it's heavy on the grammar which yeah. and i've seen you which is great you will bring guests on from the chat where they can practice speaking with you which is amazing yeah definitely i mean so i started doing that because the number one question i was getting asked was i have no one to practice speaking with um who can i practice with and i was like well you can practice with me. You can practice on YouTube. But then I noticed in starting doing those um, or that style of live classes, not as many people actually are willing to come on and speak. Um, I get a lot of people who say, yes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to join you. But when it actually comes to doing it, they chicken out. They're too shy. They get afraid. And I think that's quite interesting because I think – you know, unfortunately, if you do want to improve in English, you're going to have to put yourself out there. You have to produce the language. And, you know, using social media platforms is an awesome way to improve. But you have to be willing to show up and actually do do the thing that maybe is a little bit scary um, or a little bit daunting, perhaps. So, and, and we, yeah. And before we we started, I admitted to you that well, I get English is my native language. I'm a teacher. I even get a little nervous coming on every live stream. So yeah, it takes a lot no, of guts. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> and even for me, you know, when I think about English Arts Academy, so I started it roughly two years ago, a little bit less. But I had this idea for maybe five or six years. And I kept putting it off. Mm. So I kept not doing it um, because I was scared. I was scared to put myself out there. I was scared to be judged. I thought, what are people going to think? This girl with the Scouse accent is teaching English. Um, but, you know, to kind of get anywhere, you have to you have to do it. You have to do the thing that is scary. You have to put yourself out of your comfort zone. I'm a big believer in that. 100%. And the older I get, I think, the, and I, I may put my reading glasses on here pretty soon to read the comments, but the older <laughs> I get, the less I care about what people think. I think mm. that that's a little freeing. Uh, Bob the Canadian, don't know if you know him, he did a yeah. great lesson yesterday on aging. And it, some of those points really hit home to me. Like, 
losing the hair, getting the glasses. But the yeah. good thing is, I, th- I think I'm a little more confident than I was in my 20s or whatever. So getting yeah. older has its bonuses sometimes. Yeah. So do you think that helps you as a teacher then to maybe empathize with some of your younger students about because you know how it feels to not be as confident? Yeah. Uh, and I middle school, I teach middle school students. So 13, 14 year olds. And I remember very clearly how hard it was. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the reason why I went into teaching in the classroom is I have a lot of empathy for that age because it's a tough age for most people. So, yeah. But now in real life, like I don't care, like the car I drive, it's definitely not the greatest. It gets me where I'm going. I have dad shoes. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care anymore. It's freeing to just not yeah. really care. Yeah. No, that's a good, it's good not to care. Yeah. Were you uh, nervous I, then when you started your channel? And I should say congratulations to you because I know that you hit 6,000 as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> thank you. Was I, Yeah, I think what helped me for the channel is that, yeah, I watched other. So some of my inspirations to get into YouTube were, and I did a video on them, but like a guy named Harold Balder and Bald and Bankrupt. He's actually from England as well. And they do travel videos. They don't teach English, but they were like, they just didn't care. You know, they'd wake up in their hair. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to be me on here. And if people like it, great. If they don't, you know, so. Yeah. YouTube is kind of like, it was the, whatever, you know, I was just like, I'm, I want to, <laughs> I want to produce good content, but if I look like an idiot doing it, I don't care. That's <laughs> you know? fine. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. it makes you more relatable as well. I think if you're just yourself, I think you can tell um, on all social media platforms when someone is being fake or not authentically them. I suppose I do think that comes across easily. I you know? agree, one hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of a good English term we might say in the United States, like maybe like warts and all have you heard that term do you use that in england yeah warts and all I, yeah to be honest i personally don't use it warts and all but i i know it and i've heard it being said but i think maybe it's slightly outdated okay i think warts and all or maybe it's just one that i don't say <laughs> it's just um you know we just show the real life of whatever happens and i i sometimes leave mistakes in and just whatever like this morning i have my allergies are out of control i thought oh should i go on like yeah whatever who cares let's do it let's do it what is it hay fever i think so and and a dog i might i I have a dog now and i mean my wife has a dog i don't have a dog but my wife has a dog and it lives with us and so that doesn't help i am slightly allergic to dogs even though he's (laughs) he's Hey, Sean from Free 99 English is here. He's a great guy. And uh, my buddy, my buddy from Italy. I think he's actually coming to the United States next summer. We're going to get together, talk Italian with Aroni. Um, do you know, so I'm, I'm just being told that my, um, am I really blurry, Brent? Should I just fix my camera really quickly? Sure, go for it. Okay, go for let it. me... Um, all right, I will. Uh, Karis is going to go away. 
she's going to fix her camera. And then I don't know how I'll know when she's ready to come back though. Maybe she'll give me a hand signal. She could just like, Hey, flag me down. All right. So, um, we got a question here. What's the difference between to discover and explore? So they're almost the opposite. They're almost the opposite. So the first thing that comes to my mind is a cave is a cave. Those are often very dark places on the side of a mountain. So often when you're at the, the opening of a cave, you can't see anything. So you might go inside to explore. When you're inside there, you might find or you might discover a bear. I don't know. Maybe. That's what I think of when I think of caves. Inside there, there might be a bear. So they're almost the opposite. When you're exploring, you're trying to uh, look for something. And when you discover something, you actually find it. So... Um, mm, all right. Looks like Karis is ready to come back. I think that's a pretty good example. They are, they are very, very close, but uh, a little bit different though. All right. Let's see. Karis is back. It, it looks improved maybe a little bit. <laughs> I look <laughs> bad, right? <laughs> yes. 100%. Not, not that you look bad before. It was, I it think was I fine. I looked like a Sim character before. Oh, really? Quite pixelated, but I, um, my partner quickly came in and saved the day. I was on the wrong resolution. Really? And I honestly problem. didn't notice. I really didn't notice, but. <laughs> You're too kind. Maybe you need your glasses on, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's probably the thing. That's probably the thing. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Whoa." laughs> so let's see. Freddie here, I think. I understand correctly English. I try to write without mistakes, but as soon as I speak, I'm blocked because I can't find my words. And I have to think a long time to find the right tense. Yeah, I think that's a very common problem. And I would say, see, I don't take my own advice. I am, I have been learning Italian for two years <laughs> and I'm still very afraid to speak. I love reading in Italian. I love reading memes. I can, I understand all of the memes, but there's a big difference between the input, which you do not have to produce and that output with the the now you said i think freddie said that he tries to write the good thing about writing is you are producing but you don't have to produce it so quickly your audience is kind of waiting for you longer but the speaking it, that's where the most pressure is at for sure any thoughts on um trying to make that transition Karis, from from reading or listening to speaking it's not an easy one no, it's not. It's not easy. And I definitely think you're not not alone, Freddie. Um, I think the best way to for you to start, because it seems like you you like to write, I'm guessing because you say I write without mistakes. So I'm assuming that you quite enjoy writing would then be to start reading out loud what you wrote down um, even recording it, playing it back to yourself, because that's not it's not very scary. You've only got to listen to your own voice. And then I think it's probably a time to maybe take the next step. And if you have, say, um, WhatsApp, you would start sending voice notes um, instead of texting. So you're just trying to move away, doing these little baby steps to get you, as you said, Brent, producing the language. Um, 
a bit more frequently. So they would be my first steps for you. And then I think it's, if you haven't already, Freddie, maybe it's time to find a language partner of someone who you can interact with once a week, whether it is on Zoom or just by sending voice notes to help you gain the confidence. They would be my first steps for you to take. That's a great idea. I used to do that on the app Hello Talk. Are you familiar with that, Karis? Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never actually been on it. But you can do that too. You can send those messages where you prepare and if you have a language partner. Now, here's the good news for Freddie. Freddie, I'm assuming because you live in France, your native language is French. A lot of English speakers want to learn French. That's one of the most popular languages. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be hard for you to find maybe a language partner. You can speak half an hour in French, half an hour in English with a native English speaker. If you speak another language, however, let's say Vietnamese or Cambodian or what's another Indonesian. Mm. I know there are millions of speakers, but not a lot of native English speakers are looking to learn those languages. So I do want to do a video on that on the channel. Like who's going to be, who's going to have an easier time finding a language partner? That's your Spanish speakers. That's your French speakers. Your Italian speaker, German. Yeah. uh, Japanese. That's true. That's really true. Actually. I've never thought about that Brent. That's yeah. really true because there are potentially more well widely spoken or popular languages to learn for sure. And unfortunately, something like I don't, Arabic is one of those like has millions of speakers. And I do think there is a percentage of English speakers who want to learn Arabic, but it's a little more daunting. You know, it's a little bit harder. We can we can go to Italian or French. It's yeah. not that different from English, but yeah, I don't sure. know about in England right now. But um, Japanese is really popular for Americans to learn. Is that is that true in England? Um, no, I know a lot of people learn Japanese as a hobby, especially if you're into anime um, or like cosplay, co- um, comics. Yes. Then I know a lot of people do learn Japanese, but it's, I mean, it's not taught in schools mm-hmm. at all. You wouldn't learn, that would never be in our schools. You're lucky if you get French. Oh, why am I off? Uh-oh. We can hear you still. Oh, we can just you can't see, see me. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about the, uh, we'll, we'll go, we'll get, uh, we'll let her, uh, we'll let her fix that and then I'll see her. Um, but going on what Kara said about, if you're learning a foreign language in the United States, you are going French and Spanish, the two most popular by far. And then I would say German is right up there and Chinese. But yeah, the people who are learning Japanese, they're they are doing that on their own. So you might be able to find a language partner that way. Let's see here. Some more questions here. Hey, Mega's here. Oh, Sam. Sam the Taiwanese. Long time no see. How are you? Hansa? I've heard nice American idiom. We're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, we might say that we're not in Kansas anymore. And I bet that is such an American thing because Kansas is a state in the United States, one of the 50 
right in the middle of the country, like basically the geographic center. Like if you take where I live in Maine, take California in the middle is Kansas. And that comes from a movie comes from a very old movie. One of my favorite movies ever. I'm wondering if anybody knows in the chat. Does anybody know what movie does that come from? We're not in Kansas anymore. Dorothy says that to her little dog, Toto. Oh, it's a great movie. My wife hates that movie. I love that movie. That looks like Karis is back. Is it okay, Karis? Should I bring you back on? Okay. She's giving me the thumbs up. What's up, Karis? Third time's a charm, Brent, hey? Technology. <laughs> before, we, before we started, we were like, there's always something with technology. And- I'm not going to be invited back. No. <laughs> this will be the last time you see me. <laughs> not true. Not true. Anytime. Anytime. Uh, and it is great. I should say that uh, here is that we started our channels about the same time. We're growing at about the same pace. We, I think, have very similar attitudes when it comes to teaching English. So you you were invited anytime, Karis. Oh, always thank there. you. Thank I think you. this is the second time you've been on the channel, right? And I've second been on your channel. Third. Could be third. Yeah, I was thinking it yeah. might be three. So yeah, sure. it's always a good time. There's I know. Couple- no, it is really fun, actually. There's another guy, Gino, uh, from Real Everyday English. He's always welcome. I mean, he was just chatting with a friend that, you know, you've known for a long time. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. yeah I think um, you guys, too. I think you would get along, too. Gino, he he's started the channel about the same time, and he's great. Uh, yeah, I think you meant I connected with him on um, oh, very nice. privately, actually. Very yeah. nice. He's a great guy. Yeah. Let's see. Um, oh, Nathan is wondering, can I make this live lesson sooner? I, I totally understand. Uh, this is 10 o'clock my time. I often go nine o'clock my time, which I'm on New York time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's sometimes I can, and sometimes I can't, but, and I know Karis goes a little bit, uh, later, right? You usually go several hours after this, right? Yeah. I normally go live about 4 p.m. my time, which I, I think is about 11 a.m. for you. Okay. Um, yeah, 4 or 5-ish I tend to go. Just to kind of – I find that's a nice middle ground because people from um, like South America are just starting to get up, and then I have a few people who are based in India, and it's getting to their evening. So it seemed to be a nice time, a nice balance. But, but the good thing is as well, these are all recorded. So if you can't stay for the whole live – you can watch it at a later time. Absolutely. All right. Let's see what else here. There was a, Oh, um, Karis, do you know, have you, do you ever use that? We're not in Kansas anymore. I have a, no, I know it. I know. I know that I know the film. I'm not sure. Shall I say the film of people? I can't do it. I can see in the comments. I don't think I know it's from, um, the wizard of Oz. Very nice. But I would never say it personally. And, and, and I'm, is it used? In the states, or is it just one of those things that maybe you might say as a joke? I don't know Kansas anymore. It might be a dad joke, but you right. you are apt. You you might hear it in the United States for sure. Yeah, and it, and it does mean oh we're we're not somewhere nice. Is that what it, it means? Mm, we're somewhat unpleasant. Not necessarily. It's just somewhere very different than you're used to. So right. it could be unpleasant, but but not necessarily. Just mm-hmm. like things are very different. Um, maybe let's say if there's a club, okay. And then 
I'm 45 years old. If I, <laughs> if I went into a club that mostly had people my age, maybe they were playing country music. Right. And then the next week, it was totally different. There were people who were 20 listening to like trap music. <laughs> yeah. I might turn to my friends and say, Oof, we're not in Kansas anymore. No. <laughs> maybe not a bad thing. It's just this yeah. is quite different. Maybe we should yeah. leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're too old. Yeah. All right, Elena from Russia. Oh, hi, Elena. I realized that uh, I'm not a confident speaker in any language. I'm maybe not even Russian. It's a very stressful experience for me to have a conversation with a native speaker. Happened to me with Korean, but now it's okay. So it looks like um, Elena has her name possibly in Korean also. So, Yeah, but I think the important thing there, I mean, I should say, Elena, I know that you're very very good at English because at the end of my lives I often do quizzes like Kahoot quizzes and Elena has won twice so she's been the winner twice so I do know that you're you're quite good at English the, and the I same also is think true. the same yeah. is true on my channel she's won at least one quiz on my channel oh, there <laughs> we go Elena yeah but I do think it's really important what you've said um at the end so it happened to me with Korean but now it's okay so you've proven to yourself that you can overcome this um this fear which I think is the the important part for this uh few sentences that's the problem I think with speaking the only way to well what you said was great about practicing recording yourself that's a great one um and but when you come to speaking to a native speaker there's only one way to do it is is actually do it and that's so hard that's so hard no alex what's going on alex what's good what's good this picture's so funny <laughs> look at this honda does know 1939 that's how old that movie is 1939 judy garland yeah she was great she's well great done, honda. yuxa how are you all right let's see could I open my mouth a little I'm bit Manuel. more? Oh, do you know him? I and do. Him. I do know Manuel from my channel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he would like me to uh, open my mouth a little bit more. I will. I will do my best. <laughs> open my your mouth. Your Manuel is very. Um, you're direct, Manuel. Mm -hmm. You say mm -hmm. what you what you want. <laughs> and the the problem some people have too is that my mouth is covered by my microphone, so they like to see uh, how I make those words lip form. reading perhaps yeah yeah so I'll, I'll be conscious of that okay. <laughs> all right another question here what does this mean oh i do not know this um vote with your feet i've actually never heard that before or vote with your wallet do Ooh. either of those ring a bell karis luong um no i've never heard of either of these i would take take a guess <clears throat> vote with your feet I, i'm really not sure i wouldn't even know what to guess for that vote with your wallet i would assume means when you're making an important decision or maybe it is literally when you're voting um in an election to think about the money side of things maybe who's going to be the best for the economy that's what i would that's my guess, but I've never heard these two expressions. Right. Um, neither have I really. I would agree with everything Kara said. 
I was just about to look them up, but you know what? I'm not going to look them up uh, because if two native speakers of English have never heard them, I would advise you not to use them because you might confuse people. So I'm not. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, Karis. Um, I, I said that you were always invited back. I don't know though. I don't know now. Just kidding. Hey, this, this is the great thing about live streaming is you never know what's going to happen. But uh, it, it's happened to me before. I've had to uh, abort streams just because the internet wasn't working. But all right, look at this. Talk Italian with Erroni. Lots and lots of listening. I am a huge believer in listening. I love it. It just the next step, the next step. My my reading has become so much better in Italian. I've been very busy for the last three weeks with uh, school starting up, but I have been able to still read in Italian and um, it's becoming better. I just need to get to talking. All right. I think Karis is back. Let's go. Karis, we good? Karis, all right. She's back. I have to apologize. So uh, you know what it is? So I've got this on my, my camera is on my phone um, and people are calling me on WhatsApp. Oh. And I've got a new phone. So I have to, so I got this new phone this week um, and it's, it's an iPhone and it's brilliant, but I somehow have not figured out because normally when I go live, I, you know, tip, put on the do not disturb. So I, I'm private, you know, no one mm -hmm. can, I don't get any notifications, but for some reason I'm getting WhatsApp phone calls, even though I still have my phone on do not disturb. So I clearly need to do some more digging. <laughs> if anyone has is good with an iPhone, let me know because clearly I am not. Like I've done my moon, I've pressed do not disturb, I've gone into my settings, but I am I'm back and also I'm making out like I I'm coming across really popular. Like people yeah. keep calling me. But <laughs> I was just going to say that. We know that you're very popular. <laughs> the That's rest funny. of the day, my phone has been silent. Like I've had <laughs> no phone calls. And for some reason, this one hour, I've had um two phone calls. So I can only apologize. And I I will look into this to make sure this doesn't happen again. But I apologize to you, Brent. No. No, no worries. It's <laughs> fine. Whatever. Um, so Mega, I know Mega, um, channel member. Thanks for becoming a channel member. Oh, Sir, nice. you must have watched Titanic, the movie, as soon as it was released. Yeah, I am old enough to remember Titanic. 1997, my wife and I went to this movie uh, twice, actually. Twice? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was, it was so big. I don't know what you were doing in 97, but I was about uh, 20 or so. And uh, <laughs> I'd moved down to where my, my I think she was my girlfriend at the time, but um, uh. we went twice. The first time I watched it, I was like, yeah, whatever. And I don't know what was going on in my life, but the second time I saw it, I just could not stop crying. Really? Titanic. I felt yeah. like, why am I crying? It's and a... Then, long long movie though isn't it like three and a half hours it feels like five i'm not <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah i mean leonardo dicaprio is a bit of a babe in that movie for sure so is kate winslet yep. um i was seven when that was oh, released wow. 
Yeah. So I've seen it a few times. It's one of those films that is always on around Christmas. Mm -hmm. So it always plays in December. And that's probably the only time I would put it on. I would watch it now. I just, I would never commit to it. It's too long. Yeah. It's a great movie, obviously. Great soundtrack. Yes, yes. Oh, man. Uh, Celine Dion, right? Celine Dion, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I think a lot of people, when they look back, they're like, there was enough room for both of them on that door. (laughs) Wasn't that the thing at the end of the movie? Like He could have just climbed on the side. It's so true. Yeah, she's on this big door, isn't she? Yeah, Yeah. I love all the memes that come out on that as well. That's so funny. (laughs) He he freezes. Oh, so sad. But such a trap. The the worst was there was a video game after that came out where you could spin something with a tiny Titanic and win prizes, and I thought that was just such in poor taste. Like. 3,000, how many people died? At least 1,000, right? People yeah, died on the Titanic. based on a true story. Yeah. Yeah, seems I, a bit. <laughs> yeah, don't make a video game out of something so morbid. But I think it was coming, was it going, it was either going from my country to your country or vice versa. Yeah, it didn't, it, it set off, it, it did it set off from Liverpool or was it made in Liverpool? There's a connection I, between Liverpool and Southampton. But it right. definitely was going to New York. Oh. Um, is, is Southampton close to you? No, no. no. So Southampton's the, the south of England and I'm the north. But I am oh. on the coast. Oh. But I think it was made in it was made in Belfast and in Liverpool, and then it set off from Southampton. And yeah, it was going to New York. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but we have a we have a lot of British um cities in my part of new england so we do have a a hampton new hampshire yeah we have a belfast maine yeah yeah i think there's probably quite a lot of connections Mm -hmm. you need a liverpool (laughs) yeah i don't think we do i don't think we do no i'm sure i'm sure you don't (laughs) beatles the beatles ringo star came out with a new um album i think yesterday Really? I'm a big, I'm a big have you Beatles ever been fan. to the UK, Brent? I I have. I've been. I landed in Gatwick, uh, the airport. One of I think London has three. So I landed in Gatwick, and then I um, came to London for five days, and then a couple months after the tunnel was built, I took it back in 1995. So I think the tunnel. Do you still call it the tunnel? The channel, yeah. Yep. So the, the channel is the train that goes from London to either Paris or Brussels, Belgium. So yep. I took the channel to, to Brussels and back in 1995. Really? Yeah. So that's the nice. only time I've been. Yeah. But nice. I, I haven't I haven't told anybody yet on the channel or anything, but I do think I'm going to Sweden in January. My son is playing hockey there, so I'm, I might be landing in in London and then taking right off from there. But oh, really? Yeah, Sweden like, will be cool though. Yeah, I haven't been there since 1995. I did a whole trip around Europe. Oh, was that like a gap year backpacking trip? Yeah, it was kind of a forced gap year because I didn't have <laughs> enough money for college. 
but I could scrounge enough money yeah. to go to Europe for a month. And that's yeah. what I did. Yeah. Well, that's more fun, isn't it? It was. It, was. it took me it took me like six years to graduate because I didn't have enough money, but <laughs> it, was, it was worth it. It was worth it. All right. Island Resort. I remember Island Resort. Blast from the past. I'm using... Yeah. I'm using a lot of like English terms and not explaining them, but I hope people will kind of get our conversation. I use scrounge blast from the past, but that good conversation I think is important too. So what's the difference between worm and warm? That might be a pronunciation thing. So I can pronounce it. And then Karis, if you don't mind pronouncing it, because our pronunciations will be slightly different, but yeah, yeah. I'll use it in a sentence. Let's see. Um, I'll say worms. After the rain, the worms came out. It was a warm day. Mm-hmm. Should I say the same sentence? And if you can um, remember, I can't if remember. If I can remember I say, it, but... yeah. <laughs> After the rain, the worms came out. It was a warm day. So it's really just that vowel sound that you need to practice. Um, she says it, you say it so much better than I do, too. I love the British accent. Worm, warm. <laughs> worm, warm. So fair. Worm and warm. And I think when a native English speaker is speaking, we really, I think we just hear the context and we're like, okay, yeah. we know, you know, it was yeah. a warm day. So I'll say both. It was a warm day. It was a worm day. It's like, you know, there, but we know there's nothing like what's a worm day that doesn't even make sense. So I think we use the context quite a bit for that. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of it, you have to go with the context of, um, of any new vocabulary, especially if you're looking at phrases, phrasal verbs, um, my live tomorrow actually is on common words, combinations, you know, like fish and chips, how we say things in a certain order. And I think a lot of them you have to learn just by looking at language blocks and seeing them in context. I think that helps massively. So I'm going to look up. That sounds like a, a great live. I'll look up and leave a link. Is is the live, is it, um, is it an active uh, live on your channel right now? It should be. But the way my technology's gone today, it makes me think it might be hidden. <laughs> oh, I got it right here. So I'm going to drop a link in the chat. So if anybody wants to join your live tomorrow, so I see that I see, let's hang on. You know what I can do? I think I can screen share. So I'll Tell drop you. the oh, link. Yeah. yeah, I'll drop the link and then right here. I think oh. I'm screen sharing. Yeah. So there's the <laughs> thumbnail. There I can I see. <laughs> Heart attack, lock and key. Yeah, we would never say key and lock. No, never. We would never say chips and fish. No, no. no. So there is a link, or this link right here that I drop. That is a link to Karis's live tomorrow. So, you know, bookmark that thing. I think it, you can set a reminder. She's live in 24 hours. So almost, yeah, just about this time tomorrow. You know, yes. 45 minutes later than yeah. this. But, yeah. Right. Very cool. That sounds like an awesome one. All right. So Mickey says, can I hear you guys say this tongue test? <laughs> this tongue test. I can't even say tongue twister. 
his tongue twister quickly. Yeah. To begin okay. with. Now, now, why is my thing all? Let's see. This is how we looked before. Okay. Yeah. Can I hear you guys say this tongue twister quickly? I probably can't say this, but to begin to toboggan, first buy a toboggan, but don't buy too big a toboggan. Too big a toboggan is too big a toboggan to buy to begin to bedoggan. Well toboggan. done, friend. I ran out of breath, though. Well hmm. done. I thought you did really well. <laughs> Give me a second. I can do it again, I think, a little better. But would you like to try that one? Okay, I'll try. Okay. I'm terrible. Okay. To begin to toboggan, first buy a toboggan, but don't buy too big a toboggan. Too big a toboggan is too big a toboggan to buy to to begin to toboggan. It's that last last yes. four words. It's so hard to get out. Nicely done, though. <laughs> oh. I'm going to try this one more time. See, I've read the glasses. That's going to help me. Okay. The glasses will help me. All right, here we go. To begin to toboggan, first buy a toboggan, but don't buy too big a toboggan. Too big a toboggan is too big a toboggan to buy to begin to toboggan. Well done, Brent. Well wow. done. Very good. Glasses. <laughs> I've never heard of that tongue twister. No, I haven't. I wonder if, did you make that one up, Mickey? I quite like it. Yeah. Um, it's good for the D sound. Yeah. Do you have any tongue twisters that you uh, like to practice with that you can rattle off really quickly yeah so there's a few um there's one that i can't say so i'll say that one at the end okay. so i really like four fine fresh fish for you so four fine fresh fish for you um i think is a good one um obviously peter piper is probably one of the most popular uh, the one that i personally struggle with is and it's really simple is red lorry yellow lorry and i l and r sounds are just so tricky and red lorry yellow lorry red lorry yellow lorry that's about the that's as fast as i can go because i think that is such a hard tongue twister and actually we should set a challenge brent of people mm. trying to say it and they can send it to one of our social media oh, yeah. pages because i would love to see people saying this tongue twister that would be amazing. And we yeah. don't say that tongue twister, the Lori one, just because we say truck instead of oh, Lori. Okay. Yeah. That's so quite we, easy then. Red truck, yeah. yellow truck, red yeah. truck, yellow truck. I'm really good at that one. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like this one. I, I've practiced this one. So I hope I can do it right here. Um, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Do you ever have you ever heard of that one? Yes, and that's a really hard one. So well one. done. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun one to say. Yeah. How much that's... how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Try it. Oh. I'm, I'm not asking you to that that's too embarrassing. Which I can't I even remember it. That oh. one is too long. <laughs> I, I had a lot of extra time as a child. I didn't have a lot of <laughs> friends, so I practiced this in my room by myself. Um that the fur one that you I had never heard that before. Oh, the fish I, one. I don't dare say that on here. I think YouTube might demonetize me because I might accidentally say a, a bad word in there. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. I, I love tongue twisters. I think they're really, they're, they're just good fun. I think people should incorporate them when they're trying to improve their English. Absolutely. Have you done, did you do a live lesson on tongue twisters? I don't think I have, but no. I might do one. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah scary one you know but, yeah 
My love pressure. Yes. Sally sells seashells by the seashore is another one. Yeah. Do you say that one? Yeah. But we don't say Sally. We say oh. she. So Ooh. she sells seashells on the seashore. That's even harder, I think. Yeah, it's even harder, I think. We took the that's easy a really way hard out. one as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we took the easy way out in the United States and just changed it to Sally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Mary, I'm not sure if you know Mary. Mary and I go way back. She's from uh-huh. Iran. I actually, I actually used. Where is um, she from? She's from Iran. Iran. Yeah, and um, there are at least three subscribers to the channel uh, from Iran, and I've I've talked with all of them, and they're great. And I actually use that as one of my examples in class. Um, we were studying something about stereotyping and governments not getting along, and I just said, you know. The United States government and the Iranian government, we don't, we don't see eye to eye. We don't get along. But the Iranian people are some of the nicest people you will meet. You know, yeah. they're just some they're just like any any nationality. You get enough people together, yeah. there are gonna be some awesome people and then you know, some not so awesome uh, people, but usually 100%. more yeah, more yeah. awesome people than hundred yeah. percent. My uncle is Iranian, um, right. but he lives in Australia. And when I was in Australia years ago, um, he was making Iranian food and it was delicious. And he was, you know, explaining a little bit about Iranian culture from his experience growing up there. And um, I do think it just gets a bad rep in the media, especially in the States and in the UK, unfortunately. And um, Maz, I don't think he's here today, but he has commented recently. He's from Iran, but he lives in Australia. Ah. So not your uncle, though, probably. Not my uncle. (laughs) (laughs) So Mary uh, has a question for you. It was around the 1990s when Bernard's Watch streamed in England? I'm not familiar. So Bernard's Watch was a TV show that was on in the 90s because I used to watch it when I'd get back from school. It would be on around like 4 p.m. Um, and it's about a boy and he had a stopwatch. And when he clicked the top of the stopwatch, time stood still. No, no, yeah, time stood still and everyone in it. So he could just go and buy sweets and travel and do his homework. And then he would click the the stopwatch back and time would start again. So it was a great show. Um, And it was, I think it just started everyone being like, oh, I wish I had Bernard's watch or what would you do if you had Bernard's watch? You know, it was all, it was definitely like a talking point in school. But yeah, but I, I wonder how you know it, Mary. Have you seen it as well? <laughs> yeah, please leave it in the comments. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mary's great. Um, we've talked before. She ah, I think she oh, she won she won a conversation with me and then we couldn't get together, but she had she is on the channel. She um you know, our two governments are trying to keep us apart because we tried to do a, a chat like like we're doing right now. It would not happen. No. But, I was able to send a postcard, I think, and she got that somehow. But yeah, That's Mary's sweet. great. That's really nice. Yeah, I wish I wish just countries could get along, right? Yeah, That's usually oh, usually our fault, though. I think. Yeah, Sometimes. well, <laughs> yeah, it's true. We're gonna we're gonna ruffle a few feathers. I think we just we have to be in everybody's business. Just 
we we won't get political here, will we? No, it's not worth it, is it? No. So, ooh, my name was written in red. Does that manual? Does that mean he sucks? No. Why is it written in red? I don't know. Your name was written in red. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure. It doesn't come up red for me. Hmm. Um. Oh, Anya's Anya's answered your question, Manuel. Further down. Oh. Um, oh, oh so okay. someone was talking to you, I think. Yeah. Perhaps. So what YouTube will do is they will, and I'm sure Anya's, Anya's comment is highlighted to you in red only, but it's just so you can see it it's because someone's talking to you. In English, we say they, um, they added you, added you. Do you use that, uh, Karis? Yeah. If someone, yeah, you at them. That's a you little at, at sign. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, we, um, Ario, yes, we are at this stream ends at 11. And then, uh, Mr. Bob's stream, Bob the Canadian, I usually go into his chat and hang out and see a lot uh, of people there. And Bob the Canadian's the best. Yeah, he's great. See, and we, uh, we don't live too far from each other. No, you don't. No, uh, we're going, we're going to try to get together next summer. But uh, it, it didn't happen this summer because of that dreaded C-19. Um, so nevertheless, the teacher doesn't have a strong American accent. I've tried hard to get rid of any kind of regional accent that I might have. And I have lived in the north of the United States. I've lived in the south of the United States. So I try. But so have you... What, how would you call your accent? I would say I have a Scouse accent. What would be a Maine accent? There no. is a there is a distinct Maine accent, not where I live, but on the coast. Right. So um, we might say lobstermen. That you know, lobster is a big industry in my state, and of course, it happens. You know, on the coast. Yeah. And the old. And it probably happening in England as well, but you know the younger people have kind of like the same accent. Those older regional accents are disappearing, I think, because of television, movies, mm -hmm. social media. But you might hear a main accent like to say yes, they might say something like "ayah, ayah." That's and that's about all I can say. But oh, um, and there's a funny saying that we have: um, "Can't get there from here." That would be kind of a main <laughs> accent. Like you can't get there from here. Oh, you can't so, get there. I thought yeah, you were saying like, you can't get that from here. As in like buy something. <laughs> so um, if there's a joke, like if a tourist goes to one of these little lobstering villages and they're asking for directions, the one of the locals might say, oh, you can't get there from here. But you should be able to get there from anywhere. But it's yeah. just... Just, I think, an inside Maine joke right there. Yeah. But you'll hear Mainers if somebody has an accent. I can't get there from here. That's really? Yeah. yeah. It sounds a bit more country-ish, mm -hmm. which I know that doesn't make sense because it's on the coast, but that's how I imagine it. No, I think I totally agree. Um, have you? I think we've talked about this off air, but the Monkees, have you heard of that band? 
I'm going hey, to hey, where the monkey yes. people say we're monkey and something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. So they're one Sometimes of my I forget favorite. we're live. <laughs> right. I'll keep going. I'll mute. I'll mute myself. Um so I'm going to see them next oct like this October. They're they're a band, but they have a kind of a famous um song called Randy Scouse Git. And I okay. think it is it's definitely British. We definitely don't have to talk too much about it but that that's a is that a lot of slang where you're from randy yeah what scouse is it git? randy scouts yes. git yes g-i-t i think it is yeah so yeah. um if i was explaining that you don't randy normally <laughs> means would randy do you use the word randy we only use that because and i didn't know until austin powers came out but oh. i think with the austin powers movies yeah, yeah. this uh, Randy, right? But Git, I, I would say, um, is a, a, a very, very, very mild swear word. Oh, okay. So just, just for anyone who's thinking, oh, I'm going to start calling people a Git, don't. Okay. Because <laughs> you would be <laughs> insulting them. No, it just means um, a naughty person in a swear word kind of I way. I think yeah. John Lennon used that one time in a Beatles song. Probably. I'm sure. Yeah. Rocky Raccoon, I think. I'm not sure. I'm a big Beatles <laughs> fan, but I can't think of it right now. But you're such a something get. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure. Um, yeah, it's quite old fashioned. Um, but I wouldn't recommend for people to use it in conversation. Right. <laughs> so I don't think we have too many um, questions in the chat. I'm, people oh hang on maybe here's a question here uh oh it would be my question too i think i did miss something let's see okay mega why do names of people include uh, thing names like joy calling wood um so i think the question is why do people in english name their children um such strange names i guess or such odd names or name them after for example um <laughs> an american actress um named gwyneth paltrow right i think she has a child named apple yes and i yeah. think michael jackson named one of his children blanket yes so. and beyonce has called one of her children blue yeah. And didn't one of I, the Kardashians, didn't na they name one of their kids West or East or something? North. North. I think it's North. Yeah. I'm sure it's North. Because their surname is West, West. isn't it? it Kanye is. West. It's, yeah. It is. Yeah. He's, he's married to uh, Khloe Kardashian, right? No, I don't know. No, I don't Kim even want to know. I don't even. <laughs> I always think it was. I wanted to be wrong on purpose. Name. She, he's married to Kylie Kardashian, right? Let's go with that. I've I've never seen the Kardashians. Have you? Have you? You don't. You don't have to answer anything. You don't. No, I I haven't. I um I know who they are. I mean, I think everyone probably knows yes. who they are. You know, and they're successful businesswomen, right? I think you can't argue with that. Not at all. Um. So yeah, let them do what they want to do. I don't necessarily agree with. Um. I think social media is a very dangerous platform. In many yes. ways, yes. Uh, but yeah, but I do know who they are for sure. Yeah. So but I think I think I mean 
names are so personal and i am i am pregnant for anyone who doesn't know so and i quite like the name joy i have to say i think joy is a really nice name (laughs) but um I think names are just so personal to people, aren't they? Um, I was actually, I used to live in Taiwan. And oh, I know wow. that you had someone in the comments, Sam, from Sam the yes. Taiwanese. Yeah, we have um, quite a few. Yawin is yeah. from Taiwan, yeah. And um, they often would have a Taiwanese name. And then when they would come to kindergarten, so nursery, as I would probably call it, at the age of three, four they would come with their Taiwanese name and it was quite common for the parents to ask the teacher to give them a, a an, an English, a British name and then you would just name this child. Wow, um, a yeah. lot of pressure. Too much pressure, <laughs> too much pressure. <laughs> would, they, would they carry that name for the year or would they carry that name for the rest of their school career? Yeah, that would be their English name. Wow. Um, yeah. So for life. You were naming a child. <laughs> so I wonder how Sam, or maybe Sam, if he's still here, can leave in the comments. How did you get the name Sam? Yeah. Sam the Taiwanese. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Karis, I mean, you don't have to answer this question, but is one of the options for your ch- child's name, for your baby's name, is it blanket? Are you thinking blanket? I, I'm I'm thinking blanket or duvet. I haven't duvet. quite decided. I like the sound of duvet. <laughs> Sounds French. <laughs> I think it is French. That's what we call it, a duvet. Is that not what you would call it, a duvet on the bed? I've heard that term before, but I, I don't. It's one of those terms in English that I don't really know exactly. It's a blanket of some sort. Yeah, so duvet. it's what you, on your bed. So I would get under my duvet. That's what oh. I sleep with every night. Mm. What would okay. you call that? I think we would call that a blanket, but I blanket. think a duvet might be a decorative blanket at the end of the bed, maybe. All right. But I'm not I've heard my wife use duvet and I don't I don't know what it is. Just like sconce. Have you heard of that? That's a another decoration term we use in the United States. It's I think a decorative light <laughs> sconce. A scone, a scone. No, I yeah. only know scone as a cake. Oh, <laughs> oh, you know, a nice, a nice scone. Yeah, British scone. Oh, I love a scone. Mm. Uh, no, that's so funny. I can't believe that you don't use duvet. No, we don't. It so would... you would just say, "Oh, you're hogging the blanket." Yes, that's mm-hmm. what you would use. Yeah. Yep, my wife is guilty of that. Yep. Or <laughs> or the covers. We would say hogging the, the covers, covers. hogging hug, hogging the blanket. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and we pronounce that scone. Scone. Yep. Well, this is the divide in the UK as well. Really? So if you're from Northern England, you will be saying scone like me. If you're from Southern England, you will most likely be saying scone. Oh, yeah. So they're they're right in Southern England. They're the they're right. <laughs> they're not right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Um, so if anybody doesn't know, and I need to do, I'm going to visit a bakery very soon. And we're going to talk about all of these cake, cupcake, scone. A scone is a very heavy kind of like dense muffin with a, with a different shape. They're usually shaped in like a triangle. Is that, no. Are we talking about different things? So a scone to me is a bread type dessert 
that normally has some sort of currants in it, so raisins or cranberries. And then really simple to bake. And I'm a terrible baker, but really easy to bake. Um, and then you would cut it in half. And then typically you would put cream and jam on top of it. And that's how you would eat your scone with a cup of tea. Yeah. So okay. they're normally just, I mean, people could do them in triangles, but I, I think most people just do them as typical circles. Oh, wow. Like the easiest. Yeah. So, and um, they're, not, they're not that dense either. Oh, wow. Are they dense? Are, are they light, light and fluffy? Yeah. Light, like, fluffy. I'm pretty sure you just make it with flour, eggs, milk, sugar. I'm sure is- that's all you do. This is why English is so tough. We're both native English speakers and we're talking about completely different things. I mean, are you bread... thinking of maybe a shortbread? No, no, no. And so we do have shortbread cookies. Those are a little different, but uh, you can go into Panera bread. Have you heard of that? It's a big, no, you haven't. It's a big American chain. Like almost every, you know, my city has a uh, Panera bread. You can go in there for breakfast and get a scone and the their most popular one is an orange scone and so they just drizzle like this orange kind of uh frosting on top it's a drizzle though a drizzle and you eat your scone for breakfast an orange scone send me a picture of it i want to see i'm quite intrigued on instagram <laughs> yeah for sure please do because i want to know if that is the same as ours. Ours is if you've ever seen or had afternoon tea um, or seen like a British afternoon tea, you will always get a scone with your afternoon mm. tea. Yeah, very popular. Oh, yeah. As Anya said, English tea, tea time, afternoon tea. Yeah. Now, I was only in England for five days. I loved when, so when I was there in the 90s, that people would stop in the afternoon and have tea. We had uh, on my flight home, they brought out tea and little crumpets and I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Afternoon snack. Yeah. We love our tea though. And people always mock us because, and it's so true. Like we say tea fixes everything. So say you're celebrating, you know, you've got a new job, you passed your driving test. It's the weekend. You would be like, oh, come in and have a cup of tea. But equally, if someone is sad, you would be like, Come on, let's talk about it. I'll put the kettle on. Um, so we do say that tea fixes everything. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I think it. it's kind of yeah. true too. I do. I do. Yeah. Well, Karis, um, Bond the Canadian is is going live now. We're uh, a little bit over our time, but I feel yeah. like we could talk for another hour. So I think we should do this again sometime, yes. either on my channel again or your channel or a couple times, every yeah. couple months maybe. It'd be great. Yeah. Definitely. No, I thank you so much for having me. And thank you for everyone who's um, participated. It's been lovely to meet some new people, see some familiar faces, some lovely comments. And I want to apologize to everyone for my um, lack of knowledge when it comes to technology. I will get better. (laughs) It made it more fun, I think. It was interesting. Well, no, you you handled it well. So I do apologize. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, it's been lovely. I've really enjoyed yeah. it. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks so much. And um, don't forget to um, check out Karis's live stream tomorrow. Uh, actually, you know what? Oh, 24 hours from now, I think, she is going to be doing those word combinations. Why do we say 
um, fish and chips and not chips and fish. It just sounds awkward. So check her out. If I'm around, I'll, I'll hang out in the chat down there. So Bob the Canadian is going live. So I'm going to go over there. I should have a link. If I was a, a really good YouTuber, I would have a link to Bob the Canadian's chat. Let me see before we get out of here, Bob the Canadian. Where are you? He's going to pop up here. You might actually hear him. Let me pause that. So if you want to check out Bob the Canadian's chat, I'm probably going over there. Just a minute. There it is. Boom. It's in the chat. I want to thank you all for stopping by. Anya, she's on the screen right now. Thanks so much for moderating. Nightbot was a little... Look at that. Come on. And you know, Oh, don't post links. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't post links, but sometimes they just do spamming and you just put like two emojis come on nightbot settle down settle down marcello so good to see you i'm sorry i didn't uh when karis and i get to talking sometimes i don't see as much in the chat but marcello is here thank you so much hansa thanks for joining us and um i'll see you all hopefully next weekend next weekend about this time maybe a little earlier all right see y'all adios Frontier from American English with this guy, and today's English lesson is all about English phrasal verbs. In this lesson, I will teach you certain phrasal verbs that native English speakers use all the time. And isn't that the goal when speaking English to sound more natural, more like a native? But before we start the lesson, I need to remind you, please. Don't lose that accent, keep that accent, but you're going to want to use these English phrasal verbs to sound more like a natural English speaker. The first three English phrasal verbs I want to teach you in this lesson all have the word dig in them. You might know what the verb dig means. It means to, to get a shovel and probably dig a hole. Right now, I need to find a shovel somewhere in my garage because as it gets really dark here, there is a dead mouse on my front lawn. So I'm, I'm not going to uh, dig a grave for this mouse. I just want to take a shovel and take him probably back into the woods. But the first English phrasal verb I want to teach you is dig up. Let me take care of this mouse and then we can talk about dig up. As soon as I find that shovel, I found a rake in my garage. My, my garage isn't that dirty, but um, I just couldn't find the shovel here. I think it's actually back in my shed. Let's go back there and then we'll talk about dig up. Poor little mouse. I think a cat got him. I don't own a cat, but my daughter said yesterday there was a cat on our front steps. I'll show you the front steps. And the poor little guy, uh, He's in the grass, just by my front steps. I won't show you his body, just trust me. It's kind of gross and pretty sad. Dig up, uh, while we go back to the, to the shed, let me talk about dig up. It means to find, and it usually means bad information. Let's say somebody was running for president of the United States. A lot of times, their opponents try to dig up information. They look for information that could hurt that person. Let's say they had an affair. Do you know what that means? An affair? It means that person was married 
but then they had a relationship with somebody else. They had an affair. If a candidate had an affair and uh, you look for that information, you might try to dig that up. You might hear dig some dirt up on that person running for office or that candidate for office. Right now I'm looking for my shovel, but I wouldn't say I'm trying to dig up my shovel. Most of the time it's with information, dig up. My shed is old and it's falling apart and I need a bungee cord to hold the door together. Found the shovel. The next phrasal verb I'd like to teach you is dig out. That also is another way to find, but maybe more like to look for. So I had to dig out my shovel from the shed. Ooh, that might be kind of tough to say, huh? I had to dig out my shovel from the shed. Maybe you wanna practice shadowing with that sentence. Lots of S's. But when you use dig out, it means you probably know where that thing is located. You know where that is stored. Let's talk about that verb for a second. You know the noun, store, it's a place where you buy things. But if you store something, the verb, it means you keep it for a period of time. When you're not using it, you might store that item. I don't need that shovel all the time. I thought I stored it in my garage, but apparently I store it in my shed. My family celebrates Christmas and each December we celebrate Christmas. But before we celebrate, we put up, ooh, that's another English phrasal verb. We put up decorations all over the house. But we don't use those decorations all year, pretty much only in November and December. And we store the decorations in those boxes behind me. So right after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is at the end of November in the United States, each Thanksgiving, I have to dig out our Christmas decorations so we can put them up all over the house. I'm walking in the woods for this next phrasal verb. The next phrasal verb is ward off. And I'd like to thank Glossa for suggesting that I cover ward off. When you hear ward off, think fight off, think prevent. Let's use a couple examples. Because I'm in the woods, there could be bugs here, but it just so happens that uh, I have some bug spray in my pocket it happens to be made in Maine, where I live. Well, this bug spray is going to help me ward off the bugs that might try to land on my skin. Also, vitamin C. Let's think about that. You can find vitamin C in foods like oranges. Some people think that vitamin C will ward off the common cold. And when I talk about the common cold, I mean 
the stuffy nose you might get, the, the coughing that you might get, the itchy eyes you might get when you get sick. Vitamin C might ward off the common cold. Let's talk about soccer for a second, or, or you might call it football. Let's say two teams are playing and one team is almost scoring a goal. The other team might try to ward them off, try to prevent them from scoring that goal. The next phrasal verb I'd like to talk about is watered down. But before we talk about how we use the phrasal verb, let's talk about where it comes from. Maybe you drink soda. Maybe you drink Coke, one of the most popular sodas in the world, right? Well, if you buy it from a can or a bottle, it's pretty much at full strength. It's the way it should be. But let's say you go into a convenience store and you get a fountain soda. And if, if you're not sure what fountain sodas are, I'll, I'll put a link up there. But it's not the real thing. They mix water with this thick syrup to make the fountain soda. Sometimes when uh, you get there and it's been out for a little while, it gets a little watered down. It's not as strong as it once was. Maybe there's not enough syrup and there's too much water. It doesn't taste as good as the real thing. Maybe you go into English class and you're told that it's an advanced English class. You really want to be challenged in this class. But when you get there, you find it's too easy. You could say that class was watered down. Let's talk about websites. You can go onto a website on your computer or you could go onto a website on your phone. We might call it the mobile version. A lot of times when you go on the computer, it's the real thing. It has all the features, it has all the things. But when you use your phone to get on that same website, it might be watered down. It doesn't have everything it normally does when you use it on your computer. If you found these phrasal verbs helpful, could you, could you hit it with a thumbs up? And if you're looking for more lessons with phrasal verbs, right up there is a whole playlist with lessons on phrasal verbs. Thanks for watching. See you next time.